0: So sign up today, channelattitude.com, humming Media Group, and join the humming Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! <laughs> Ten... Nine. Yeah.
1: with you i wanted to talk
0: about what is in the bag and explain that among many other things to talk about there has been a
1: whole hell of a lot of things going on here in aew ladies and gentlemen but before i talk about the bag hartford how are we doing tonight it's been weeks of rotten travel I just showed up here about two hours ago and I want you to know that I would never let you down. I always make my towns and I show up for the people in the building. There's a whole lot of things going on in A. You know what? There's a whole lot of things going on on Collision that nobody really wants to meet head on. Nobody wants to talk about some certain things. So leave it to me to talk about it. And the first thing I want to talk about is Wembley Stadium. Gosh, am I the first wrestler to mention Wembley Stadium? 80,000 people strong. Is CM Punk gonna go to merry old England? Is CM Punk wrestling on Wembley Stadium show? Well, maybe we'll know by the end of the night. I don't know. But that has a lot to do with what's in the bag. Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks has a lot to do with what's in the bag. He's beat me twice. Once in a singles. Congratulations, Ricky. I'm not mad at you. I'm a little disappointed. Twice in a tag match. More pissed off for Darby Allen than I am myself. Like I said last week, I can take... The L. Can you take the win knowing that you're just a cheater? As far as the bad goes, it's not so much that I've been carrying it around, but it's that I've been left holding it. And that's the funny thing about responsibility, Tony Schiavone. It sucks a lot of the time. Sometimes you got to wake up and do some things that you don't wanna do because you're the responsible adult in the room. So what's in the bag? I think Ricky Starks is a cheater and I think since I've been back, he's mistaken my kindness for weakness. And when I came back, holding this very same red bag in my hand, I said I wasn't gonna be nice anymore. So ladies and gentlemen, this is me not being nice anymore. Because the truth doesn't care if you're nice. The truth doesn't care if you're right or wrong. But in this case, I'm right, and I'm the champion. I am the real world's champion. This title has my name on it, not because I deserve it, but because I earned it. Nobody has pinned me or submitted me for this title. This title is still covered in my blood from last September when I beat John Moxley for it. And since then, nobody's beaten me for it. It's got my name on it. It's got my blood on it. And now it's got my symbol on it. has represented CM Punk since 1997. This X is the foundation I have built my professional wrestling career on. This X means I'm straight edge and straight edge means I'm better than you. This title is mine. It belongs on Collision. And this title is not stolen, unlike my catchphrase. I am the real world's
0: champion. Whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hello. Before I go any further, we're gonna do a real entrance, alright? So, man-man in the truck, go ahead, play my music, and y'all act like y'all didn't just see me, alright? As a man who knows how to make an entrance. Oh, it's Ricky Starks! You've gotta be kidding me! What a surprise! Ricky starts two weeks in a row, not afraid to do whatever it takes by any means necessary. Main event, Ricky, picking up the victory in the Owen Hart Foundation Cup, Nigel. That is a superstar. Main event caliber. Step out of the light and into a dream. How much you think those pants cost? A thousand bucks, two thousand bucks? Are they more money than you've got? Well. You know, that was a great old story you told there. But uh, to be honest with you, Ricky's kind of sold on gold right now. And the way that I see it is, regardless of how you feel or how I went about things, you would have done the exact same thing. So I bit you before you could ever bite me, pal. Would you hold in, listen, get this shit out of here. Would you? What you have on your shoulder right now belongs to me. I feel like I am owed that whatever you have is mine. I have beaten you not once, but I've beaten you twice. And that is more than anybody else can say. So the way that I'm standing here right now, honestly, not only am I the real world champion, but I'm also the face of collision.
1: Are you the face of collision, Ricky? Or are you the face of cheating? Did oh. you, did you beat me twice?
0: Or did the referees beat me twice? Brother Man, I could have Stevie Wonder as my ref, and I would still be able to beat you. So the way that I see it is a win is a win. And that title should belong to me, to moi, to Ricky Starks, to Absolute, to the man with the plan. Sounds
1: like Ricky wants a title shot, Tony.
0: No, it's not that Ricky wants it a title sounds shot. Sounds like Ricky wants a title shot. I Harper. deserve a title shot.
1: to two referees and it's a thankless job those guys I don't blame them but if I'm gonna wrestle you again if you want a shot at the title I'm gonna need extra eyeballs out here I'm gonna need a special guest
0: referee perfect that's perfect I would love that I have no problem with that because it's no secret that you don't have any friends around here so if you gotta dig Man, let's call a spade a spade. If you gotta dig in your past, you gotta bring out Julio De Niro, Dave Zach, you gotta go up to Stanford and get somebody, whoever it is. Whoever it is, I don't care. Because if I did it once, baby, I can do it twice. Because absolute Ricky Starks is so damn nice.
1: Well, I anticipated this a little bit, and I did make some phone calls, and you're right. If we have a match, we're going to have a special guest referee, and it is somebody from my past. Perfect. You really want a shot at the champ.
0: I absolutely deserve a shot at the champ. You got it.
1: Looks like we have a match next week on Collision in Greenville, South Carolina. How about that? Hang on, Ricky. Tony, I feel like you should do the honors. You want to tell him who the special guest referee is going to be? I'd be honored to. Next week, Greenville Collision, live on TNT, the special guest referee. Ricky the Dragon
0: steam Oh no way Hit and night
2: everybody and welcome to the aftermath of aew's collision yes folks say it with me after the collision we sift through the wreckage the wreckage brought to you by channelattitude.com please subscribe for five dollars a month and the hobby media group this is the wreckage i'm chris ams that's a m b s like lambs with no l or bullshit first thing in the morning don't worry if you ever forget so my name I'll just remind you at the start of every show. Joining me tonight is my usually unusual co-host with the moat from the Port Phillip Coast. If he's not busy avoiding bites from the Gilla Lizard, he's being the PWC's audio wizard. Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, what's he say? Feel
3: Chris. That means I'm good. You Good
2: good I am I'm am well I am well I'm am, I'm am happy I'm in a good mood everything's all good all right also joining us is the man of a thousand titles the doctor the lawyer the occasional lawyer he may sue threat or stare at any parts of you and then hide go down and then go hide down in Antarctica uh, that's a reference to his uh, his latest podcast so uh, yeah I just rhymed uh, parts of you with Antarctica you're welcome Jeff Lipman how are you yeah mensch
4: uh, that was an uh, uh, Amsworthy try that's, that's not an easy word to write yeah I'm doing just fine everyone uh, you know I just want to say to Jimmy uh, Agamemnon, Hercules Zeus,
2: Achilles uh, yeah no, I, that's that covers most of the Greek I know as well <laughs> okay good and souvlaki to you, to you all <laughs> and I can say philos. I can say how are you friends it's good. How's my accent, by the way, Jimmy? Is that is that decent, or does it sound like I'm like totally a German trying to speak Greek?
3: No, no, you sound cool, man, except um, when I reply to you, it's like you, you didn't understand what I said, so there's a bit of a you know, sort yeah. of a slight stop and pause. No, he just wasn't but, listening um... to you. Or <laughs> well, it could be that.
2: He it he could be. It could be all right guys well before we get into the show let's go ahead and see if there's any news to cover does anybody have anything off the top of their head that they would like to cover that we haven't covered since
4: yesterday uh when we did smack attack i am not aware of any all right well i mean i know the the fast nationals on you know the smackdown looks flat dynamite looks like it uh, went back down to its normal, it just over three hundred. Well, I don't know what its normal is, so it went back down to just over three hundred thousand.
2: Just over three hundred thousand. All right. Well, at least we can be at least we can be reasonably certain. I guess reasonably certain that uh, <laughs> the collision will be uh, uncate or rampage. Um, I, at least I hope it does, because man, was that a bad show this week. Well, there
4: was a UFC show last night, so who knows? Next week they're going up against SmackDown. I don't think Collision is even live next week, so I think maybe they planned that. And for those who are interested, I guess this is news. The Great American Bash for NXT is on Peacock tonight. So check it out. And those who are interested in that Twisted Metal show, uh, Peacock dropped it all at once, so you don't have to wait week to week like with some of the shows that they actually realize are good and anticipate people would want to watch. They just dropped it all so you can binge in Netflix style because they realize it's trash
2: oh the last part's editorial okay. this is trash <clears throat> cool cool well apparently, apparently some th- people in the chat are thing. in the wrong are, are in the wrong oh yeah uh,
3: no no channel. no that's why i was kind of distracted so in case you know when you said <laughs> when you were talking to me and i come across as kind of like sort of uh mute it's because i accidentally went on the wrong channel and i went back to the right channel so it's all good <laughs> that's wizardry. Oh. no okay. i was on bin's channel Bax, and we're going live from bin's channel but I thought I was on the Hummin Media Group channel, but it's all good now.
2: Oh, okay. I just I just assumed because you were kind of spacey that you had smoked a bowl before we... Would no, no,
3: no, no, no. I was concentrating on this on the right, man. That's why. So I was like, oh, shit, I fucked up. And I just realized. So, um, yeah, I just had to fix that. So, yeah, no. I'm cool. I'm back. Back to normal, guys. I was just panicking at what i was doing on the right there so yeah just good morning y'all with you jimmy i mean look at my hair i did it a special way for you
4: i got a cut just like ludwig kaiser just to drive you crazy
3: <laughs> i actually didn't notice jeff but now i have like i said i wasn't concentrating i was looking to my right but yeah man looks good but didn't you get a haircut like last week
4: no i got a haircut yesterday no
3: nah, but i could have sworn you got another haircut even the week before or the week before that maybe even
2: yeah. He's a, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He's got all kind. Of, he's got he's got John Enright money, Jimmy. He can get a haircut every week. I definitely have
4: John <laughs> Enright money.
3: <That's> my <laughs> I don't. <laughs> not to... Um, do you I have an good in-house old John Enright, stylist. Yeah. I know that's true. Good old last stylist. La <laughs> stylist. Your,
2: hairdo, your hairdo looks looks like the old version of Superman. Like you know, like when he came back for the Dark Knight Returns.
4: <laughs> uh, well, that's not the, the old version of Superman to me is George Reeves, so. <laughs> oh,
0: wow.
2: <okay. laughs> that's, that's before Christopher Reeves. <laughs> like, by 50 years. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the one who killed himself? He was gay and he killed himself. Is that right?
4: Uh, I think maybe.
2: Yeah. Who, Christopher Reeves? No, George Reeves, oh. the first guy who played Superman. Okay. No,
4: Christopher fell off. Of, was
2: was yeah, a uh, horse. A horse wasn't, horse, wasn't it? And he, he right.
3: became par-
2: paralyzed, and he died of natural, like draws, early but of natural
3: No, I know. I I use yeah.
2: that. How do you defeat Superman? Either you kiss him as a man, or kick him off a horse. <laughs> Jesus. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah. Jesus, that might I still wish be I... a little too early for those for those jokes. I apologize.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish um, I had the Durdumch right app. But, you know, it's funny. I just see a little comment from Aaron Ben Shalomo. Shalom, by the way. And he says, this was the worst episode of Collision so far. And you you need to be a great spin doctor to make it look good. I disagree, just quietly. But we'll get to that shortly. Why,
4: quietly. Why can't you just... Why can't you have the, the courage of your convictions to say you disagree, like, in normal tone or loudly? Because I disagree. I. But I think I know what he's talking about. I mean, there were little things here that were... That, if you want to dissect it, which is what we do when we sift through the wreckage. I mean, we are we are full accident reconstructions. We're going to look for nits to pick, and there was a lot of stuff that was strange in the show, and there were definitely some Tony fingerprints on it all over the place. But I didn't. But this, this, I mean, of, of our sample size of six, this was certainly not the worst. I think the one before, right before Forbidden Door, or the one after one, we were those were the two weak ones. I actually thought the show was rather enjoyable. But there, but if you were looking for logical consistency this was very much wwe you know a year and a half ago as far as logic was concerned wasn't quite dynamite level of chaos but oh,
3: there on. were seeds of dynamite throughout, uh,
4: sprinkled oh. throughout.
3: very minimal in my opinion but that, that's
4: just i think me. they might but... be more than you than you realize right now but by the time we get through sifting i think that <laughs> the gardener of doom will have, have shown you where all the all the little mounds are buried
3: I've got an idea where the gunner, the gunner of doom, he's going well, like, to point to, like, we'll you know, see.
4: Let's, let's let our narrator take us to the show because we
2: have Mighty Virgil here. Mighty, the Mighty Virgil. <laughs> um, also, uh, yeah, I mean, Ben, I, I, uh, I think I agree with you. I actually think that this is the worst episode of Collision. But wow. I mean, from a sample size, from a sample size that isn't terrible, that's not like the worst thing in the world that, you know, I think the truth is that this was the worst episode of Collision, but it was still the best episode of like major wrestling, not including Impact, which I didn't watch, or MJF, or sorry, MJF, MLW, which nobody watches, or uh, Ring of Honor, which nobody watches. Uh, <laughs> but like of the major wrestling shows that we had this week, I still think it was the best one. And that just means that we didn't have a great week of wrestling.
4: I, I can confirm that MLW was by
5: far worse.
2: Yeah, well, that's not shocking. Um, opinion haver, do you have an opinion about uh, about uh, whether or not this show was better or worse than this week's episode of Impact?
5: Impact? I didn't watch that shit. Kidding no. me? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: What's going on, bit? <laughs> Hello, on, everyone. <laughs>
4: I, was this the worst episode of Collision in Europe? No.
3: Yeah, I didn't
4: think
5: so. We shouldn't even be at this point. It's ridiculous to even be talking about worst episodes of like this is some kind of a, a bingeable season
0: <laughs> of, of
5: something that just dropped on Netflix. What are you talking about? It's a wrestling show. What does Ben have to do with this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, um, nothing at all. All right. Well, um, as as we've already sort of had him had him on, this is uh, you know this is the opinion haver. He has opinions. Um, he is also the vet. Uh vet, welcome to the show. Bit bit bit. Happy to be here. All right, well, thanks for thanks for being here. Um hey, let's let's get into the show guys. Let's uh, let's do it so that we can continue my uh, you know, my my storyline of being, you know, being done right around in the 2-hour mark because I don't like to do 4-hour wrestling shows. It's just too much talking for me. Um so we start to show off with a ladder match between Buddy Matthews and Andrade El Idolo for Andrades mask. Um, it's, a, it's a quick start between these two. Uh, each guy's attempting to lay and lay the other out kind of hard. They're, they're, they're getting to weapons pretty quick. They go to you know ladder spots and, and you know the, the table spots and setting things up to try to put people through stuff. Pretty quick. I guess it makes sense because they want to take the other one out. At least, you know, there's a logical, there's a logical element to that. Um, Although I might like a slower build in a wrestling match than that, personally. But um, yeah, Uh, during the break, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if everybody else saw this, if this was on uh, picture in picture, because my feed from Canada was like the live feed, um, because... No one in Canada wants to cover collision. Apparently, <laughs> it's, it doesn't have a home here in my country. So I was watching the live feed. Um, so during the break, we see the doc. He looked like he pulled Matthew's shoulder back into place. I don't know if that was—I don't know if that was for real or what. But I, I think it, it was brutal. Yeah, it was very
4: Merton rigs. You
2: know, it was very <laughs> lethal weapon. But I—I I, I think it was real yeah um so that's you know hey shout outs to buddy Matthews for for being willing to be sort of tough and get through it uh, hopefully he's not injured it's, um, not a good, it's not
4: well He obviously it's not a good sign for the longevity of his career if he's got a separated shoulder that's been separated so often that you can just pop it in and let him and clear him for a match I mean that that that's a permanent condition when it's I mean the good news is it's that easy to pop in the bad news
2: is that's a, that's a permanent condition and it will generate yeah the bad news is it's that easy to pop out <laughs> right all right all right, all right. <clears throat> buddy uh sets up some ladders for weapons and the first big spot of the night is buddy taking a big flipping power bomb off of the ladder into another ladder that uh that looked like it hurt those these these matches are brutal <laughs> I, like man i remember no mercy Like, way back, was it, like, 98 or 90? I can't remember what year it was, but I remember, like, that No Mercy ladder match between Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys, like, the first, like, really brutal ladder match we saw. And um, I remember watching that as a kid and just being in awe and just, like, holy shit, what are these four guys fucking doing, right? (laughs) And now it's, like, if we don't see a decapitation, nobody even pops anymore. Like, during this match... There's all this brutality happening. Buddy Matthews is getting his fucking shoulder pulled back into place, and the crowd's going, "We want tables."
4: <laughs> but half of the crowd was going, "No, we don't." So uh, you know, you
2: got one of those things happening. Oh, good, good stuff. Uh, Vet, what do you think? Have we gone a little too far with these matches? Where like somebody, I would really love to see a ladder match where it's like a logical ladder match, and it's not just set up for the big moment and spot fest sort of thing. Like um, the thing that comes to my mind is the cage match between Owen and Brett, right? Um, It was unlike basically any other cage match we had seen to that point. It wasn't just the two guys throwing each other into the cage over and over again to try to get blood. It was really logically done. It was if two guys were actually trying to escape the cage, what would that match look like? right? I'd love to see somebody in like a major company go back to doing something like that. Do you think that that could work in today's day and age, vet?
5: It's just up to the guys that are involved in the match, really. You know, it's not like as a company, they sit down with these guys to say, now you got to kill yourself. You know, they don't, Mm -hmm. that's not how it works. It's these guys are like, well, what can we do? Well, it would be cool and it would be crazy if we did this and i think the crowd would pop if we did this or whatever actually i don't even want to say that because i don't know what goes through these guys heads so i shouldn't even presume to know what they might be thinking um i just know that if you have if you put two guys in there who are old and broken down and say you have to have a ladder match, like good workers or whatever, like they will find a way to do the match without doing these things. And the match will probably be more entertaining because they would set it up in a way, at least if, if if I was told I had to be in a ladder match, for example, what I'm gonna be trying to do is tell the story of how am I going to avoid injury at all costs in this match, and I'll have the other guy threaten to injure me many times that I will escape from and, and either turn the, the tables or we'll just, yeah, we'll pay off. Of, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. So depending on who's in the match, depends what type of ladder match you will get. You get a couple of guys like this who are reasonably in their, you know, not, not super young, but young enough, um, that they still want to do these type of things, or maybe they think they have to, I, I really don't know. But just to answer your question very simply, yes, we can have any kind of ladder match we want because ultimately the crowd participation depends on how over the guys are, not what they do, you know? Right,
2: right. No, that's true. That's definitely worth, worth thinking about. All right. Andrade gets back into the ring first after this flipping powerbomb thing off the ladder onto a ladder. You have to see it. You have to see it. I can't describe it any better than that. Um... But before he can get to the mask, Matthews catches him, pulls him off the ladder into a big knee strike. I actually like this spot. I thought it looked really cool and looked reasonably safe for a ladder match. Um, So, uh, yeah, that looked good. Um, Andrade gets handcuffed to the ropes, but he has the key. He recovers in time to unlock himself. He locks Matthews in instead. Andrade tosses the key into the crowd, but Julia Hart has bolt cutters, because of course she does. Why would you, you know, You've got, hey, you've got handcuffs. You've definitely got bolt cutters, too. Um, Julia basically climbs on top of him, piggybacks on Andrade to keep him from the mask. He fights both members of the House of Black off. He recovers his mask, and he is back in uh, possession of He's a mask. Um, and he's very, very happy. Uh, Jimmy, let's go to you first. What did you think of the match?
3: I thought it was great. I thought it was the best ladder match. If there was another ladder. Was there even any other ladder matches in AEW? Not Ever?
2: Does
3: anyone know? Yeah, like every Ever. <laughs> Yeah, true. Feels like that, right? But no, but really, I enjoyed the match. I mean, but Wardlow, it was. Could have oh, yeah, of you're days. right. No, you're right. You're right. But who, who remembers Wardlow at this point? Let's be honest. But no, in, in all seriousness, I did enjoy the match. It was hard hitting, but that's also the problem. I mean, these guys were absolutely killing each other, and when you, call, when you were talking about that spot, Chris, off the ladder when Andrade bombed Buddy off the ladder, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he went balls first, and I'm talking about Andrade, into the ladder, like literally, balls first, and bombed Buddy onto that ladder, and seriously, I don't think I've ever seen a spot like that, it was unnecessary violence, but in saying that, if these guys want to kill each other, pff, fuck it, who am I to judge, right? I mean, let them kill each other. But as far as Buddy's shoulder goes, to me, it looked legit, right? But at the same time, was he really hampered by it? It didn't seem like it. At first, he was selling it. But then by the end of the match, he seemed fine. But he was trending on X, not Twitter, on X, by the way. How stupid is that, right, guys? I mean, seriously, is it
2: still X. trending, or are they are they xing? I have no idea how that works.
3: That's a good question. Actually, that's actually a great question. Maybe you should send an sure. Instagram
2: to Elon to find out. Also, <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm not sure if a it's thread, just because... perhaps
5: a thread.
4: Oh
3: yes, a thread.
2: <laughs> I'm thread. not sure if it's just because I live in Canada, but my phone still says Twitter. See? Wow, mine have, really? Mine
4: does too. I, 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 but my, really? my computer shows X. My phone says... Anyway, it doesn't matter. No one cares. It's Elon is clearly not very good at this.
3: Mine right. says X, and it got updated yesterday. I don't know if you guys can see it. See the X? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I see your X. He's yeah. very handsome. <laughs> so, <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> but no, but seriously, I thought it was a great match. Other than the unnecessary, unnecessary violence... It was still great, but in my opinion. But like Shlomo said in the, or Aaron Ben Shlomo said in the chat, he hated it because there was no build. And I can understand what he means. Technically, there was a build, but it was an extremely lazy build. Let's be honest, guys.
2: Yeah.
5: I mean, well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me talk about that just for some. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. No, but this is, the perfect, this is the perfect segue right here, what Jimmy just said. Because, yes, these guys killed each other. And yes, these guys will kill each other, whether they have a ladder or not. That's all they've ever done when they get in the ring with each other is kill each other. They obviously enjoy working with each other because when you like the guy, you tend to take it out on the guy that much more (laughs) for whatever reason. I don't know why that works, but it's a fact. I can confirm it. Um, But yes, that is they killed each other. But here's why it doesn't matter to me. And then we'll see what Jeff thinks, but uh, to why, the, why I don't care that they killed each other. Okay, let me tell you a story. So I'm at work the other day, and um, I'm in the break room, and I leave my phone, uh, which also has a little Twitter bird on the app, you know. Uh, I, leave, I leave my phone on the, on the table as I get up to uh, get a drink of water out of the little, you know. Um, yeah, so, so while I'm up getting a drink of water... A co-worker of mine comes in, grabs my phone off the table, and then when I go back to go toward the table, they hold up my phone at me like, hey, 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 and then they, they run out of the room, and then I chase after them, but they're gone, and, and I can't find them. So now I don't have my phone, um, so I'm just like, well, fuck. So next day I go into work, and I try to go to work, but security stops me, and they say, uh, sir, you can't come in here. And I said, what are you talking about? I work here. And they're like, you well, you can't come in here. Uh, you know, you have to leave. Um, so I'm like, but my phone, I want my phone. And they they just won't they won't give it to me. Okay, so you know, the following week, you know, I go to my boss and I'm like, Look, I work here. This guy took my phone, I want my phone back, and he says, Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, we will uh have a fight in the parking lot, okay and I'll put the phone up on top of the roof and whoever wins the fight can get the phone so I can have my phone back. And I said, all right, bet. So that's what we did. We had the fight in the parking lot. I beat the shit out of this motherfucker and I went up to the roof and grabbed my phone and held it up for everybody to see. Now, let me ask you guys, did I just make this whole shit up? Is this a real thing that happened to me? I'm pretty
2: sure it's allegorical.
5: Oh, okay. Well, that's your build for this fucking match and that's why when you kill each other it makes everything look stupider like why are you even bothering to work this
3: hard when this is the creative that you're presented with not just that vet even worse they're killing each other for free it's not even on pay-per-view free tv
5: you know just (laughs) just tune in that's all you got to do so you know these are the kind of things that we have to think about when they they tell us you got to have this match and i'm like well my match is going to be commensurate with the creative I've received, because that's what you guys deserve. If this is what you're handing me, there's there's not a world, there's not a world in the multiverse where what we, what I just described could hack actually happen, you know. But it happened here, and this was collision, which is supposed to be the good wrestling show.
4: Well, I thought you worked with Swiper the Fox when you first started the story.
5: Yeah, well, took you on some twists and turns I, there. S-
2: See, here's my problem, Jeff. I'll, I'll ask you. I'll, I'll ask you what you think about this. So, Andrade has been feuding with the House of Black, right? Allegedly. Okay. Now, the House of Black is several people. They, they you know, they're they're kind of spooky folks, right? And they and they stole his a mask from him. <clears throat> but killing um, masks is tight. <laughs> but from whom does the House of Black derive their name? uh malachi the the leader right the leader of the house of black malachi black who who stole the mask um why why was this match with buddy matthews like i i like buddy matthews i think he's a really excellent wrestler but shouldn't shouldn't andrade be getting his revenge on the leader of the house of black
4: yeah, I'm going to pick up the thread that you've been laying down before I do it, but but before that, I want to give people some analysis that you're not going to get anywhere, anywhere other than from me because nothing says badass, I want my mask back so much like a wrestler wearing a tailor-made Gucci belt in the match. <laughs> Andrade was wearing a freaking Gucci belt. Was he <laughs> really?
5: Yes. The I actually didn't Gs. notice
4: I actually never yeah, noticed because notice, nobody notices these things except me, but I'm <laughs> telling you, not, nothing says big fight feel other than a Gucci belt. So this is ridiculous. Uh, um okay. So let me nitpick the usual. There was the usual stupidity in every single ladder match that's ever existed since the beginning of time of people not going for the win when they could have easily gone for the win. So let's get that out of the way. This battle for a mask was a mask that Andrade doesn't wear in the ring. So it's not like your traditional luchador protecting your face You know, represents everything. I'm I'm pretty sure that's part of what Chris was gonna get to later on, but he doesn't wear the mask. He takes it off at the top of the ring. It's clearly a rubber mask. So it's not like one of those sacred masks. Doesn't even look like the same type of material as the sacred revered mask that, that your typical luchador wears. All right, let's get that out of the way. Julia Hart, for the first time in history, She's remembered everything. She knows where the bulk colors are. She's got the keys. She knows where all the weapons are. She's running around. She's doing her thing. She's cl- She's jumping on Andrade's shoulders, which by the way, I, I didn't think was bad, but this is the one time she forgot to bring mist. She's right there on the other oh, side of the ladder and she doesn't blow mist on his face while he's near the top. I mean, come on. Um, she also was being a stupid heel by dangling the, the key just out of, out of reach of Andrade, but Hey, That's heel stuff. That's cocky heel stuff. It's fine. So, you know, but it is a heel being stupid, but heels are supposed to be stupid, especially when they can mock. This is wrestling. It just, it bothers me a little bit, but I can, I, I can, you know, on the other hand, I can forgive it. But yes, there was no House of Black involvement in this match, which is both good and bad. But, you know, this also sort of ended the expected le faction in gobernables which you figured was going to lead to a three-on-three feud over those trios titles which are barely mentioned anymore but he didn't even wear the title to it and yes you're correct this this type of match should end the feud but it can't end the feud because it wasn't with the leader as you were pointing out so like like most aew angles they are rushed and you have a stipulation sort of in the middle or the beginning of a feud not at the end and now they have to top each other that said i enjoyed the heck out of this match now there were plenty of times where i grimaced and i'm like "Ooh, is that smart there were a couple times where i wasn't sure who took the offense like that that time that uh andrade did the slingshot spear out of the ring sort of you know the, the usual they go like this with their shoulder when someone's trying to attack them from the ring and it looked like they, and buddy matthews apparently reversed into a ddt or a short uh abbreviated ddt it, i didn't catch that immediately i i you know it looked to me like it's I, it's
5: not visual enough
4: yeah it wasn't that's, visual that's
5: why it was confusing if you were just kind of glancing or even if you looked right at it
4: yeah, but then, the, but commentary good did a good job of cleaning it up, and they did a slow motion. So you know, good on production for that. I'm not sure that it was well thought out. That there wasn't enough space, and those ladders. Kudos that they use the, the more solid ladders that are probably safer and look like they hurt you and won't break if you're you know powerhouse hob stepping on them. But they're they're solid matte black or dark gray, and and it's it's sort of harder to see. Um, that's a I. I I enjoyed, you know. Listen, I just picked a lot of nits right down to Gucci belt, but I enjoyed the hell out of this match. I just, I'm just, you know, some of the things I'm talking about is things I'm concerned about for the future, where we're just going to get better matches and it's still going to be dynamite logic. And and that these are the things I'm watching. But I, th- I had fun watching it. I, I enjoyed the shit out of this.
2: Yeah, it seems like there's a bit of Tony Khan creep happening over on Collision, and it's uh, it's it's definitely you know you want to stop that before it becomes a, a full on wave. Um, and by the way,
4: before people say I'm always picking on Hobbs, Buddy Matthews and Big Bill yeah. have some big, big, big. Oh, Buddy Murphy. No, Buddy Matthews.
3: Yes, Matthews, some, Matthews.
4: Yes. Yeah, They they have some a big, big back knee issues as well.
3: Well, so side well, I wanted to say about um, this obviously not being the final match for Andrade, but it should be. I mean, he wa- he got his mask back, right? His mask, shall I say. But um, we we interesting enough, I know, it's the best. But you know what's funny? Um, you mentioned Rush earlier. Um, well, Los Bernables whatever you want to call him. Rush apparently has re-signed with AEW for a right. lot of money.
4: That's why I was expecting that.
3: Right. Well, maybe next week we we get that. I mean, maybe they need to do a Survivor Series event and call it just uh, I don't know AEW Survivor or some shit like that. And then maybe we can have the blow off between these two factions or whatever you want can, to call them. Can I
2: be Can I be honest though? Like with that with that, that idea, Jimmy. Like here's here's my problem with that idea, and it's a problem that I have with like how AEW is booked in general. Is like if I I see a blow off and then next week we're just continuing, and then I see a blow-off again, and then next week we're just continuing, and then we finally have a blow-off and there's thumbtacks and cages and stuff. I don't care because I've already seen two fucking blow-off matches. Right, like, but maybe this time it's for reason- he, for
3: Andrade's jockstrap.
2: I, well, that's the thing, right? Like, what the fuck are we fighting over? And is it the belts? And now, so so the mask was, was the most important thing that, that could have ever been imagined by Andrade, and he can't possibly imagine someone else possessing his mask. <laughs> uh, but now, but now the real feud is over the the AEW trios titles, which have existed for all of like a year and a half and been held by three fucking teams. Really, like. Right. What's the the like? And it's this is my same problem that I had with the BCC versus the elite. They had three different fucking matches that I thought were the end of the fucking feud because it's like, oh, we're gonna have a the anarchy in the arena match and they have it and i go oh okay we're done then next week no we're well, continuing no, 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 these no. teams really hate each other and then and then they have a cage match and it's and it's oh okay i guess i guess we're done now you know everybody well, they went through tables dude, and they had the they had all this other stuff and then it's <laughs> no, and then next week it's oh no next month we're gonna have blood and guts and it's like what the dude, fuck is going on here well, next week well, we're gonna
4: hear we're gonna well they're gonna advertise we hear from andrade and andrade is gonna say you took my masks. So now, me and me amigos, we're coming for <laughs> your titles. And then we'll
5: see. Oh, then ooh. we'll
4: finally see Roosh and hopefully it's Jalistico and, and Preston Dance is fucking off to Ring of Honor or something. But
3: uh... <laughs> Well, remember that infomercial, you know, especially at late night, where that guy used to say, But wait, there's more. You know what I mean? That's what we're getting over here. I mean, Do I? Surely. What's the number? I'm, I'm ordering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, I don't care the way you sold it. <laughs> 1-900 number, Jeff. Settle down. <laughs> but no, uh, but really, yeah, no, it's, it's stupid booking. It's lazy. It's um, very TK-ish. I mean, let's be honest, right? Only TK can come up with absolute lazy-ass booking like this. But um, all that shit aside, the match was great. And as the vet said before... It's funny how you know when you trust somebody, you put your body on the line for them without even thinking twice. And clearly, these two guys enjoy working with each other.
4: Well, they're also fighting for the show. Not well, yeah, and for as they are sure. they're fighting for their friends' jobs. They're they're fighting for the show. They're fighting for CM Punk. They're fighting for the anti for Charlotte, or whatever it is. There for Rhea.
0: <laughs> no,
4: no, Jimmy. No, stick, stick, stick <laughs> to the plot. Stick to the plot. <laughs>
3: Everybody was talking about it on Twitter. Oh, sorry, X for whatever reason. But yeah,
2: okay. I I don't give a fuck what Elon says. I'm calling it Twitter. I don't care. (laughs) Um, all right, (laughs) moving, moving right along because yeah, that was uh, you know, hey, that was a a crazy match. But is it the end? Probably not. Is is it going to blow something off for real? No, probably not. Does anybody actually get built off of this match? No. Does anybody, you know? Did any business actually get done here? Pretty much no. We're just this is just another chapter in the show to move us forward to whatever's next between these two, you know, entities between Andrade and maybe whoever he brings to the dance and the House of Black. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, we'll move on to another thing that didn't make any fucking sense. Miro was backstage talking to Tony Schiavone, and that already sort of lacks sense to me, but. Um Tony basically asks him something and before he can answer, somebody comes and attacks Miro with a chair. He hits him a couple of times and then and then Miro beats him up and then and then that's the end of it, basically. Miro just stands there and sells for a second um after getting attacked with a chair and then fighting off this attacker. And I I honestly not just because I couldn't recognize him, but because like the announcers didn't fucking call it out. I had to text Jeff and say, Jeff, was that Aaron Solo? Yes. And apparently it was Aaron Solo. Well yes.
5: speaking of X's, right.
2: Bailey's well, X. Yeah. Right. Listen. Right. Round of applause yeah. for Aaron Solo for that.
4: Um, but but not for the this this you're right, this made no sense. And the only thing that 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 it tells me is that while we haven't seen qtv a segment of qtv in the last three shows collision rampage and dynamite and i sort of miss Thank it god uh well okay we, we can agree to disagree that. that's not the important part Th- this tells me that the qtv crew is involved with Miro, which is not good so solo so who, who i mean i guess because he be- beat camarado but camarado isn't part of the qtv queue and we were told that the nightmare factory wasn't a thing a few months ago by qt marshall so beating Camaro shouldn't have anything to do with it but okay um so i guess then it's going you know but who's the boss there qt qtv i mean so i guess mirror has to go through in some order qt marshall john johnny tv john hennigan Sean john morrison johnny impact whatever you want to call him uh but is Hobbs going to be the final boss in this? Because it's not clear who the leader is, and it's not clear that Hobbs is still with the QTV group because they haven't talked about him in a couple of weeks. And if this is leading to Miro versus John Morrison, I'm okay with that. I'm interested in seeing that. That's an easy call. John, Some good matches, but John Morrison loses. If this is with Q, uh, Miro versus Hobbs, I'm down with that too. I don't know who I want to win that feud, and and they have to book it carefully. But that's something I'd be interested to see. I'm just not interested in seeing, you know, squashing Aaron Solo and Q.T. Marshall that much. I, I'm willing to watch it if it's going someplace. I'm, I just didn't understand the why of this, and then the thing that didn't make sense, and then I'm going to shut up. Is that Miro yells Shivani as if he has something to do with it. But the implication was that Shivani was nearby and would come back and he'd finish his interview and tell us what was on his mind. But Shivani peaced out, and he was gone. So why did Miro yell Shivani?
2: It's just fun to yell. Um, Vet, you're the professional here. Can you explain to us why, like, what the fuck is the point of this? And, like, what Jeff just said sounds terrible. First of all, I'm sure the matches would be just fine. Would be just fine right they would be i want fine, someone to clip but... that
5: i want someone to clip that sound bite where he says what <laughs> jeff just said sounds terrible and then let's add that to the roadcaster jimmy okay <laughs> uh,
2: fuck, I agree. Oh, all right I what i mean <laughs> is i'm sure the matches would be fine and everything but Why do they keep doing this where they bring in somebody with, you know, at least a small amount of name recognition, you know, John, Johnny, Johnny, John, John or John, John TV (laughs) or whatever the fuck his name is here. Um, Mm -hmm. You you bring in Johnny TV and you just have him be another cog in the machine for Miro to go through on his way through QTV. That just it seems like such a waste. Why sign a guy to be that you've already got six of those. I don't know
3: jimmy <laughs> if i know i've got no clue yeah, i'm just uh, passing it to jeff. you because
5: i really have no comment no no not <laughs> back to jeff he's already said everything he needs to say about this but i think we've said enough because this you know there's no answers to these questions you know right. the, the 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 question is who cares the answer is no one and yeah. <laughs> we move on to the next segment all right
4: <laughs> <laughs> the and his trophies yeah. are full-sized, real, live, you know, action figures.
5: Yeah, and or he's, you know, package deal, signed the wife. Can
3: my husband have a job? Sure, why not? End of story. But do, do you think Fair. VET, especially, because you, I don't know if you know anything about it, but do you think there's some sort of uh, fuckery going on with Miro and the company still? I mean, yeah, what are probably. they doing? I mean, seriously, probably. there's got to be, right? I mean, why would you waste a guy like Miro... By doing this, especially putting him with Aaron Solo, and I don't know. for what, <laughs> like I, big I, deal?
4: I, I don't know. I don't know. Like one, one more nitpick: if if Miro's the Redeemer, his whole gimmick now is he has abandoned his God. Why is he wearing his crucifix on camera?
3: Good question. Actually, that's a good point.
2: That's true. Yeah, a little bit of logical consistencies would be nice. Uh, maybe he thinks he's his and own. The accessory Redeemer.
4: analysis: the Gucci belt, the the necklace.
2: Yeah, you're just you're you're all on it. Well, we'll we'll I'm we'll like see. we we'll Queer, see if queer you have eye for more. the wrestling fan.
3: <laughs>
2: Jesus. And right. well, queer eye for the rest, for the wrestling fan. You know, that's a that's a makeover show. So man my like suggests <laughs> that the first that the first thing that we do in this makeover is not a haircut or uh, new clothes or better accessories. We, we just we just introduced them to deodorant because apparently that was a big <laughs> topic at the live show. There was an awful lot of tweets about how smelly people were in the arena. So
0: really?
4: Yeah. And some saw
2: fucking 30 of them.
4: And one was oh from what? Alicia, <laughs> Jeez, Toot, who, by the way, is Richard Holliday's girlfriend slash wife, whatever they are. And Richard Holliday used to be in Dynasty. So it was a big thing that Richard Holliday free agent is backstage, um, you know, at aw. Um, so, but yeah, Alicia
3: Toot said, oh my goodness, something about the body odor here is unbearable. <laughs> wow. Connecticut, use some deodorant for crying out loud. Jesus.
2: Yeah, you can oh afford it. God. We know where, we, yeah, <laughs> this was in Connecticut. You can definitely oh. afford deodorant. Jesus. I mean, it's it was in
4: Hartford. They all work for insurance companies. They're, they're, they're all getting at least, you know, a you know $65,000, you know, bureaucrat salary. Well, yeah, can I exactly.
3: just say that? Rick Zona won't let you down i'm just saying
2: okay great. i have no that idea sounds. what that reference is we're moving on um darby <laughs> allen is uh is he's coming out and he doesn't know who he's gonna face and then and then we get the the big pop when it's it's uh it's minotaro nogira is that right
4: <laughs> exactly that's correct yes
2: okay um uh... I'm not going to lie. I missed most of this match because my daughters were fucking around down on the dock and my oldest got caught out on an inner tube and was basically stranded on the lake and I had to go rescue her. So that was fun. Um, what I did see though, was the finish of this match, which I liked. It was the Roddy Piper, Bret Hart finish where Suzuki locked in a rear naked choke and Darby rolled back to cover the old man's shoulders down. Um, tell me about the match we'll go with you first jimmy since we've been going with you last for every other thing
3: well you know what i I enjoyed this match i liked it a lot man i mean it was a little pleasant surprise for minoru suzuki to appear but then again he has been appearing in recent episodes of AEW. um but i actually enjoyed this match you know a part of me wanted minoru to win but i understand the finish and why the finish was the way it was but man he kicked the shit out of Darby, man. Almost felt kinda sorry for him. Murder grandpa is still a thing for me. And you can say what you want, guys. It's I know the vet likes Minoru, but you two, come on, man. You gotta give some respect to the murder grandpa. Come on now. I, I
2: thought it was I thought it was funny. The one thing that I also saw was that the, the announcers called it out that uh that Darby interrupted um the this the song Minashinitin or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Um and yeah, apparently that got some booze from the crowd. Uh <laughs> Jeff, oh, tell me a, tell me your thoughts on this matchup. Kazalina
3: I mean, Ray by the way.
2: <laughs> I mean the match was fine. Yeah. But you know,
4: <laughs> Darby doing the I wanna fight. I don't care who it is, I wanna fight. I mean that that's weird and irritating and played out, but at least he was in the ring, not in a dark closeted room where no one's going to come and fight you and and apparently several ww wrestlers got locked in that closet at the same time for uh, a year year and a half together and they couldn't even figure out to fight each other um in any that's event, a malachi black reference uh, malachi black aop mojo raleigh there's <laughs> a, a, a whole host of them anyway when Suzuki came out, unlike Jimmy, and maybe unlike the vet, I'm not sure. I don't want to speak for him. Just because you like a guy doesn't mean that you didn't say why. I mean, like, first of all, he's supposed to be an attraction. It's supposed to be special. So at least advertise it if you think it's special. I don't think it's special. I don't need to see him, but advertise him special. What's the point of Forbidden Door if you're going to get these Japanese wrestlers all throughout the year without even being promoted at any time? The other thing it's is to open the door well yeah i guess so but it's i mean it's no longer forbidden I get, but this this has, this leads this this is not about a story i thought the math i i found it to be an unpleasant surprise because this is so dynamite to have random wrestlers from other promotions show up on your shows for no apparent reason i mean i i figure the collision would work with um uh wrestlers. Oh, by the way when you ask about news i don't know if we talked about this before and this is collision related scorpio skies match on rampage was scrapped. It was re- Skip Sabian replaced him. The Scorpio guy apparently is injured again already. I don't know how he did it. I guess in practice or at at a uh, indie show, but he took a wrong landing and then twisted his knee. And maybe, maybe it's not being reported, but people are saying it it might be bad. Like it might be his knee, and yeah. he's like forty or forty one, which you know that could spell lots of things. Anyway, um, I, I I just I don't want random wrestlers on Collision, and when 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 they are, it should be a giant surprise. I'm sorry, Minoru Suzuki is no longer. Like three years ago, there was a mystique about him in the United States. It's gone now. He's on all the time, and he mostly loses. So what's the big deal? And he's he's getting older, and, and he looks it. I mean, it actually looked like Darby He was-
3: still moves great, though, for his age, man. Shut up. <laughs> it's just oh, such a, Jesus shut up. Christ. He, he really does. doesn't. This guy, he, I, I, he's got, I beg to differ. He moves better than, say, Sting. Or any other guy around I, his age?
4: Sting is twelve years older than he is. I mean,
3: Minoru Suzuki
4: isn't as old. As, he's not. Sting is like sixty-four. Missouri, Minoru Suzuki's like my age. He just Dillard. looks older.
2: Right. He's just a very old-looking man. Um, <clears throat> vet, uh, tell you tell me what I missed here because I, I missed most of this other than the finish. And I know you are a fan of Minoru Suzuki. You you know you have mm-hmm. followed his career quite, quite a bit. And maybe just right. you know, I'd like to give you a chance to sort of answer answer Jeff's questions too, like what, why, why have him here, why not make it more special, etc.
5: Yeah, well, so I'm going to start by agreeing with Jeff about one thing, which is you're right, the mystique is gone. Um, I don't know what I don't know how much mystique there really is for many wrestlers, um, but you know that's that's sort of a a byproduct of the fact that the guy has sort of like opened up his schedule and been like all right well i guess i'm coming to america because my country is closed down and our fans aren't allowed to make any noise (laughs) so he takes bookings in america whenever he can and he likes the fishing out here so you know it it makes sense like if minoru suzuki's in the states tony's probably gonna be like well you want to swing by hartford real quick you know, I, I just assume that's what it is because I know he didn't fly over for this one match, you know. Um, So he's probably got some bookings or whatever, and he happened to be able to take this one. That That's my guess. But yeah, the Mystique is gone. However, we don't need Mystique for every single little thing. So we have to take it a cart, right, Chris? And what I got was a match between two guys I really like. Here's another thing about Minoru Suzuki. Um, A lot of guys that he works with over here don't get it. So the matches are kind of subpar. Now I'm on the record of saying Darby's one of my favorites. why? Because Darby knows how to work. You can count on one hand the amount of guys in this company that know how to fucking work. Unfortunately, he has a, a gimmick of a daredevil skateboarder, but <laughs> uh, you know that that aside, he can work. So the match that these guys had, I'm going to give the credit to Darby in the sense that he knew what to have Minoru Suzuki do to get the most out of Minoru Suzuki. And Minoru Suzuki did look good in this match. He did move well in this match, not just for his age, for anybody's age. Now, Minoru Suzuki, even in his younger years, was always a little bit stiff and weird just because, you know, he's used to fighting for real or at least worked real. So like his, 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 he's always been a little weirdly stiff and I don't mean stiff like he potatoes you. I mean, stiff as in his body is like not pliable in certain times. Like he sells weird sometimes, but he's done that since his thirties. It's really nothing new. So he hasn't lost too much of a step that drop step he's got still looks pretty damn good. Um, And the other stuff that he does, like when he kicks, you know, Darby with with the PK off the apron. And shit like that i think you should go back it's worth going back and checking out chris just so you could finally see a good minoru suzuki match which i bet you haven't seen yet because most of the people he's in there with are the shits so here's what happens when he's in there with somebody good who gets it they know their characters they know the other guy's characters uh, i thoroughly enjoyed this match the finish was great the old wrestlemania 8 like you said um just i i thought this was a pleasant surprise uh on this episode of collision and it's one of the better matches i've seen either one of these guys have um it's just a it's 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 a real treat for you guys like whether you doesn't matter if he's your favorite or not but like there there comes a time where you have to at least come to realize like you're lucky to be able to see somebody you know Minoru suzuki was locked away on the other side of the planet for you know 20 some years when not really getting to be seen and unfortunately it's a little late now um but it's still good to be able to see the guy that can still kind of go uh, before he's you know before he hangs it up or passes on god forbid or whatever um so you know just uh just be happy that uh you get these little surprises even if the mystique's not all there preach vet preach
3: Thank you. <laughs>
2: right on. Right on. Well, hey, listen. I mean, on your recommendation, I will figure out a way to go back and watch this match um, because I also like Darby Allen, and I've been on record to say, like, look, I think this kid actually gets wrestling. I don't like that he sometimes kicks out of too much. Um, you know, it just seems unrealistic for somebody who is realistically about 150 pounds like legitimately that's probably his weight Um, but
3: he does know how to use his body though for being that size
2: he does and i love his offense my my one nitpick with darby allen matches has been and continues to be that i think he kicks out of too much you know like when he had that match against against brian cage we saw it we saw him work well but we also saw him kick out of kick out at one of every bit of offense from a guy who weighs more than 80 pounds more than him of solid muscle that takes me out of it as a wrestling fan i can't i can't believe that um as, far, well, as, as again, a worker he's probably he's
5: probably ribbing brian cage <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah well fuck, man it's a hell of a rib to pull on national television um you know, or like last week, I really liked the match that he and Swerve Strickland had, right? I mean, I, I talked about that. You remember we talked about that, Jimmy, and I said like, hey, this was a really good match between these two, but I did not like that the stomp happened and he kicked out at too. Like, stop! he buries everybody's finish that he's in there with, and I just, I don't think he's the right guy for that. But other than that, other than that one minor problem that I have with his character overall... I have really, really enjoyed Darby Allen's work in, in, in AEW. I think he's, he's like, I think the whole pillars thing is a bit overrated and ridiculous. But I think that he really has been like a workhorse for this company since they started. And he's been one of the bright spots. So I'll go back and watch. Um, anyway, Christian uh, is, is on the Titantron holding up the TNT Championship with a big red guy behind him. Um, he says Darby needs to go back to the mall, go back to Hot Topic, uh, because the TNT title won't be changing hands while it's in Christian's hands. Um, again, Christian doing the whole, walking the line of it's my title that, that that I'm holding for Luchasaurus, and you know you're not going to get a hold of this title as long as I'm holding it for Luchasaurus. Um, you know that kind of thing. Very, very tongue-in-cheek, very Christian, <laughs> very Christian. Um, Jimmy, tell us what you thought about it.
3: First of all, I couldn't help but notice it must have been damn hot in in that arena, man, because uh, he was sweating his balls off just doing that promo. So uh, I guess the, the, the BO in that arena was pretty bad. But I, I, I don't mind this, um, this little promo, but the thing is, what, what is this... Is this about even doing anything really for Luchasaurus or Christian for that matter? I mean, I almost feel like this is a dead and buried championship at this point. And uh, Luchasaurus, what's even the point? I mean, I know he's the the champion. I
2: I don't think the problem is this championship. I think it's that everybody has a fucking belt. There's so many titles on this this, in this company. Who cares that anybody has a fucking belt? Who cares that, you know. What what exactly is the TNT championship? It's a it's the secondary belt. Well then what is the international championship? Well it's also a secondary belt. Well what exactly is the FTW championship? Well it's a... It's a <laughs> and we just keep going it's and nothing. going and going. There's so many fucking belts that it doesn't matter, right? It's like we have a Gucci it's like belt. Yeah, yeah, there's exactly. a, Gucci like belt. a
3: Gucci belt. But it's not it's, even it's that like, freaking good.
2: It's like <laughs> the old adage sense. and I've heard I've heard Bin say this, you know, 40 times since I've been listening to him, right? If you have six Giants, you have no Giants, right? You need to have somebody, you know, if you've got a seven-footer in your company, that's great, right? Because then he can be the other guy. He can be that guy. That's the thing. That's his whole focus, and that's that means something when he's in a match, right? If you have three championships in a company, right, the the world title, a minor title, and and uh your tag team championships what winds up happening is those belts mean something when they come out people people come out with those belts and it, it means something that they have it because there's only so many of them to go around but when there's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven championships <laughs> in wow, your company really like there's 11 people with fucking belts who wow. cares if you have a belt wow wow that's that's pathetic yeah, well they got they got over 200
5: people though so that's a pretty good percentage well you, well, you, <laughs> well, you forgot well, to count yeah. ring of
4: honor titles and all the titles from other promotions oh, so we'll triple a oh, titles indie promotions new japan titles, all hot title new japan world uh,
5: strong titles i mean
3: it's... <laughs> countless women championships
5: Hey, hey hey chris what's next is it the thing where we have yet another title is it that, is it that, Were we up to that yet? Actually, the I title that say, comes, the, 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 the velvet bag title, are we up to that point yeah. yet? Is that no, next? No.
3: You know what I think will happen? And don't uh, be surprised, not quite, actually. Not
2: quite. It's oh. coming.
3: Don't be surprised because AEW think they're woke, right? Don't be surprised if there's going to be a trans championship in the future. Who who the hell knows, man? Uh, I could see him going that deep. But,
4: uh, oh, no. Um, <laughs>
3: Come on.
4: Um, I... I think that this is doing something for Christian. I mean, it's giving him a role. I don't think it's doing much for Luchasaurus, but what the fuck else would nothing. he do without Luchasaurus, right. without the uh, Jungle Boy and that, that crew. So, I mean, it's keeping him on TV and he has a singles title, even though it doesn't feel like it. I mean, Luchasaurus isn't getting a singles title any place else, any other time. Uh, but I think this title is tough. Tar- I mean, when it came out, they said, this is not the secondary title. This is a co-equal title. no it's not and they've hot potatoed it and they've treated the champion mostly like crap and and by the way including as much as you might enjoy this angle because it's a it's a little chippy it's a little cheeky it's a little funny it is shitting on the title you've got the manager holding the title pretending it's his while the while the 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 dumb dinosaur only one out of eight times even reacts (laughs) to that you you know and and it's really unclear whether or not he even cares because he wears a mask and can't emote and there's a reason nobody can tell and he's He's never been allowed to speak in any promotions he's, he's been in because he can't, even though he's got a master's in medieval study or a PhD or whatever he's got. Um, so, yeah, the, the, I think the TNT title has been relegated. Frankly, it, it's, it's probably co-equal with the FTW title because what the fuck does it mean? I, I would say the international title is the workhorse title. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, listen, I, I like Darby too, but. You you can't say that Orange Cassidy has been a workhorse for the company. I don't like him, um, but I also feel like that in a promotion there's only room for one guy like him, and they've got too many guys like him. But that's that's besides the point. I I, I would prefer be Darby. I, I guess like everyone else here said very eloquently, he knows how to work for his style. I hope he can say stay safe doing it. But he's the one guy who's so small because of the way he works. I believe it. But yeah, the, the kick kicking like every now and then he just needs to get squashed. And when he's fighting Brian cage, he shouldn't be taking offense. He should be doing the rope. a dope. He should be avoiding. He should be making, well, not the rope. a dope. He should be making Brian cage chase after him for like a good save in eight minutes. The guy gets winded. And then he does, you know, basically the human cannonball offense to, to, to win that way, get, get the guy winded. Uh, anyway, that that's, that's, that's it for me on this.
2: Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, Samoa Joe versus gravity. <clears throat> um,
0: <laughs>
2: J- Joe, Joe really weighed. Joe really weighed him down in this match. Um, re- really, really held him on the mat. Um, most <laughs> of it, you know. Um, etcetera, etcetera. Gravity puns. Uh, Joe over strong. I was happy that that was a that this was a pretty quick match. Um, I was worried that they were gonna do the thing they did with Pac, where it, they made it look like. You know, Gravity's actually a, a good wrestler because he is not. Um, I'm sorry, I I don't know can, can, can. if he's somebody's friend or what, but I don't I I don't I've I, I've yet he's to see a match brother. with this guy. where... yeah, he's, like, he's literally somebody's definitely. brother. He is. He's, he's,
4: he, they said he's the brother of a former Ring of Honor champion, but I didn't catch the name, so I'm thinking maybe it's Delirious. But uh, or Bandito. Maybe maybe it's Bandito. I don't know who who it was, but I mean I think Gravity's whole thing is stupid, but. I mean, so dumb, bro. Joe squashing him was correct, And, and, that's, and, and Pac, not, Pac not squashing him was, was was even worse. They at some point said Joe is is nearing history with that Ring of Honor TV title, but didn't say what the history is. I mean, I guess it's longest reigning or something like that, but they didn't say what it was. And what was the point? Like, is Joe going to start defending the Ring of Honor TV title on collision
3: instead of Ring of Honor? I mean, Jeff, you're asking too many questions now.
4: Well, we yeah. are another really I mean, these <laughs> are the questions. I mean, the match itself, I loved. It, Samoa Joe squashed a guy. Terrific. It's awesome. I mean, there's, the, mm-hmm. there's no problem with that. It's just, what was the point? What's it all about? At least I didn't have to see another 12-minute Gravity match.
3: Yes. That was the dumbest. Who the hell is Gravity, man? Who would I, have, in their right mind, come up with the idea, I oh, know what you're going to be. You're going to be Gravity.
2: Bro, listen. I babe, mean, this- the match between him and Pack, though, you gotta admit. Okay, now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Vet about this, but like you guys have to admit, this was like one of the longest builds in the history of professional wrestling, right? Pack, when Pack first debuted in the <laughs> WWE, what was if his catchphrase? What yeah, was the man that Gravity forgot? He was the man that Gravity really? forgot, <laughs> and they had Gravity. All this way, like six years later, Gravity finally fucking remembered him and came back for him.
5: That's right. And he looked like he'd seen a ghost when he came out there walking with the astronaut suit. Dude, you guys are out of your minds. Gravity is tight. What are you talking about? This is exactly (laughs) everyone's new favorite (laughs) wrestler, okay? He's got a great gimmick, a great name. He's somebody's brother, and he lost this match in less than three minutes. So this is a win all around. We are all winning. Can we confirm it's not Sandra Bullock? <laughs> we cannot We cannot confirm that. We absolutely cannot. Right. We can't well, confirm it's not George either. I haven't seen well, George in a while. Have you? Are so, you, well, are you know sure it's not he, a foot soldier? Kind of,
2: we know that he's had history. George has had history with the wrestling business being married to Stacy Keebler, right? So. That's exactly yeah, right.
4: exactly. So I think right now George. he's trying to settle that whole thing in Sudan since the whole South Sudan thing was George Clooney's idea. Yeah, well, cool. so anyway...
5: Anyway, or it could be Gravity's idea. So I, I was a big fan of this, and, and Gravity's over with me because he's ridiculous. And what he does this. He does. He does. He 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 wears the astronaut suit with the little Mexican flag on the sleeve. So cute. It's just like As when I f- you.
2: Fucking. As if Mexico could get anybody in fucking space. Come on.
5: I, I know. That's what's great about it. <laughs>
4: They, they managed to get people everywhere else. I don't know why you're doubting the, yeah. the Meskins' ingenuity from getting from place to place. Do you realize how there's, many
5: people they could fit on a shuttle? All right, you know it. Never mind. I, I, I <laughs> Strike that. for Jimmy, strike that from the record. I did not say that.
3: <laughs> I'll make sure I record <laughs> yeah. that right then. now. <laughs> no, but seriously, gravity is a joke. All right. But, yeah, it's, it's oh. amusing that he done the walk. But the best thing about this match well, there is was no Joe's walk away. Yeah, this your uh, doesn't exist. I told you. Oh, but no, but right really, now. yeah. Austra- but no, Susie.
2: Yeah. Gravity works the other way in Australia.
3: He does the other way. Burn your camera upside but,
2: down so you're upside down.
3: <laughs> don't tempt me. I will. But uh, no, but really, you know the the Joe walk away that he does, the trademark walk away, was brilliant because <laughs> the timing of that was so fucking good, and then him doing the the gravity strut. That's a chef's kiss yeah. right there. I was almost going to hate it until I saw that. Joe's no, a that fucking
2: brilliant. worker, man. Like he's, Joe, he's just, He gets it. Like he really does get what he's doing in there. I love Samoa Joe. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I actually wanted to bring this up. So this 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 sort of reminded me this conversation about gravity and who he is and why he's there, etc. Um, so recently, I saw um, an interview with what the fuck is the guy's name? Is it Salida Del Sol? What what was his name? The guy that was... Uh, Fuego, Fuego Del, Sol? Del Sol? Fuego Del Sol. Um, and he was saying that, you know, once Cody left AEW, it was really, you know, it was a lot harder for him to communicate with the back. And it was like, well... Really? Yeah. Because Cody was probably like, well, this guy can do flippy stuff, and he's got a mask, and he speaks English, and he listens, so uh, let's just keep him, and he can be our flippy guy with the mask. And then Tony Khan, you know, one once uh once cody went on to greener pastures um you know the guy basically was like uh hey there's another guy with a mask who does flippy stuff i want him and then and then he went out and he he got somebody else and then and then and then he saw another guy who was flippy and and had a mask and was like hey i want that guy and even though that guy doesn't speak english and doesn't listen and can't work and then and then and then finally he went oh gravity that's that's a that he's got a cool mask and does flippy stuff. I want that one. So so now there's another one, and they just keep running through. It, can can anyone really like? I I am. Are we sure that this isn't the same guy? Like every single one of these luchadors isn't just the same guy putting on a new mask? Like I'm pretty sure that that I, like I, you'll have to convince me pretty well that Fuego del Sol is not gravity. <laughs> uh,
4: the, the the bodies are very different
5: yeah i was gonna say
4: yeah, they fuego, are, they gra-
1: actually,
5: yeah. fuego del sol is gravity if if gravity had you know been stricken with uh aids for like several years listen i i enjoy tony khan
4: slander as much as the next guy probably more than most but fuego del sol is nothing he's lucky he had a job as long as he did fuego del sol adds nothing to a roster whatsoever and yes tony khan has several like him and he had several like he he still has Serpentico. what's the fucking difference um so you know listen you you got highly paid for three years plus and your contract ran out Enjoy the time you had in the sun That the, and that anybody actually knows fuego del sun which i guess is fire of the sun so time in the sun there you go and you know and now you can do something with your career your ask is up you can go to conventions and people might actually want your photos for five dollars uh, i I, I you know i i don't know but Fuego del Sol is not, I, I don't care that coding leaving impacted Fuego. It's not on a human level. I mean, everybody wants to make a living, but not everyone gets to make a living doing what they want to do. I don't think, like, 99.9% of the people don't get to make a living doing what they want to do. So, including, like, like people who did, did their live stream, their job turned out to turned out to be different. Like, I can't tell you how many clergymen I've talked to who were, like, yeah, being the, the, the head uh, priest of this church, I'm not ministering to my flock. I'm running a business, and I didn't want to do that. So, I mean, so, you know, whatever, Fuego, you had a you had a really good undeserved run. I hope you invested well. Hasta
3: luego, baby. <laughs> Mind you, he's the fire of the sun from Arkansas.
4: Alabama, baby.
5: Je-
3: Jeff, just, Chris just wanted to make
5: his joke about everybody being the same luchador. You didn't have to go into all that. What's next?
2: I, re- I really did, but it's okay. Uh, all right. So next up, CM Punk is called is called to the ring by Tony Schiavone. Uh, he gets a mostly positive reaction from the crowd tonight. Uh, there was some booze, but I felt like this was a more more positive than negative sort of crowd here in Connecticut. Um, when asked about the bag, he says that uh, I haven't been so much bringing the bag around as much as I've been left holding it. Which was a cool little line if you if you like CM Punk. So it's been holding the bag. Um, Punk then pulls out the world title his his version of the world championship uh, without the Burberry, um, and he says he's the real world champion. Nobody's beaten for him the title since he beat John Moxley for it. Lols, bringing up that he beat John Moxley. <laughs> Good stuff. That won't that won't piss anybody off in the back. Um, <clears throat> Punk. Um, then draws an X through the title, and he says that the belt represents him. Uh, Ricky Starks comes out to interrupt, and then he says that he needs to do a real entrance, so he's going to go to the back, and he's going to come back out again play the music so everybody pretend like he didn't already come out there. Not sure if that was just because I was watching the live feed, or if that's actually something Ricky Starks did on television. Oh, it It is okay. It was a bit,
5: and then the best part of the entire, the biggest pop for me personally of the entire show was Nigel saying, "Oh my God, it's Ricky Starks! Can you believe (laughs) it?" I loved it. (laughs) Nigel (laughs) was was great. I was listening for CTE. I heard no
4: CTE. He was he was on his A. CTE. It was a good day. It was a good day for him. Yeah. He, he also, correct. the
3: week before, it's funny because uh, Nigel does this every week. He will do something small like that where if you know, you know. The week before, he looks at Ian and goes, tell me if I'm telling lies, Ian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he's a character, man. He makes me laugh
4: great. every week. Him and Wayne was... Barrett have quickly become my two favorite commentary people.
2: And honestly, him and Rick Abani are great. And I, I mean, like, they're, they're I, I'm not sure. Who was the guy who was on the first episode instead of Rick Abani? Who was that? Kevin Kelly. Okay, he was not as good as Ian Riccoboni has been. Like Riccoboni and and uh, and Nigel together have been like really good. I really enjoy the commentary team on Collision, like more than any other commentary team that I hear on wrestling. So,
5: well, don't enjoy it too Definitely. much, Chris, because as soon as Kevin Kelly's back from the G one, he'll be taking his rightful chair, and Riccoboni will fuck back off to Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, well, I guess I guess the, that I guess that'll probably happen. Um, Ricky Starks. Um, basically says that he has earned a shot at the title by beating CM Punk twice. Uh, not only does he feel like the world champion, he also feels like the face of Collision, which I don't know if that's bigger than the title. Um, I don't know if that's how I would have exactly worded that. And
3: what is exactly the face of a Collision?
2: Uh, Well, (laughs) I know what people's faces look like after
3: collisions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's not great. A bus offender. Yeah. Um, All right. Punk walking the line a little bit, the Bret Hart line, uh, you know – He's walking this this Bret Hart sort of character of like you only beat me because you cheated and the refs really screwed me and et cetera et cetera. He's kind of walking that 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 Bret Hart line before WrestleMania 13, um, like before he really turned. But he was starting to kind of you're starting to sort of see like and people are starting to go ah you're kind of whining. Bret. Right. Like, there's a little bit of you that just seems like you're complaining about shit. He's walking that line a little bit with CM
3: Punk. I, I think by by next week or the week after. Speaking of Bret Hart, he'll start screaming out, "This is bullshit!" Like he got screwed somehow. But what I didn't like about this segment, though, Chris, mm. where the fuck was MJF?
2: Yeah, I mean, somebody's claiming to be the world champion. We know you're on the show. Like you literally are main eventing later with your with your boyfriend, and um, you know. Where are you? Somebody else is, call- is claiming to be the world champion. Why not come out? Like, why wouldn't the world champion come out and be like, listen, <laughs> listen, you got injured because you're an old man and you can't do this full time anymore. You know, I'm. you're very talented CM Punk, right? You still might be one of the most talented wrestlers in the world, but your body just can't hang anymore. Right. I'm the real world champion. I've held this title, you know, for longer than you've been an active wrestler in this company at this point. So, you know, you know like, silly. where was he? Why Why it's would you silly. not have the world champion come out during that?
3: And you know what the sad part is? I bet you he probably did bring that up in the back, right? Not that I know MJF personally or anything like that. But mm. going by the way he looks at the business, you think he would have brought that up, right? To it could have
4: fit into the story as to why he was distracted in the main event as well but this is the, i mean I, i'm glad that chris brought it up but i'm sure everyone in the world brought it up too i mean why do you do this angle why do you rush this angle because they could have let it percolate plenty more weeks when a your world champion who usually is on the on the wednesday night show is actually there that night Two, it doesn't involve him. And then Ricky Starks shouldn't have said, I'm, I want a shot at that time. He should have said, I beat you twice now. I'm the real world champion. I mean, he should have said that. Then you have MJF come out and you've got a three-way
5: field. Well, he's, he started to say that. And then Sam Punk was like redirecting him in the promo. Like, you want a shot at the title? You want a shot? He's like, give he me the up. title. I beat you. Give me the title. And Punk's like, you want a shot at the title? It's like, <laughs> remember what we talked about, Ricky? We went over this. You're you're going, yeah. you know, like you could see that this was uh th- throughout this whole thing. They were trying to like make sense of this shitty idea for an angle and try to like make it entertaining. So this was a good example of like trying to make a chicken salad and lemonade but just not quite succeeding. They, they didn't get the full conversion because a lot of this shit made no sense and was pointless, but they were entertaining being pointless. So uh-huh. it's like a wash.
4: And the reason that they they did it is because they're rushing the angle and it's probably similar to to the what the vet said about suzuki is available so book him it's probably, this is when Steamboat was available, so book him. So it's important that you have to do that now when, again, SmackDown, you think Ricky Steamboat, not SmackDown, SummerSlam, you think Ricky Steamboat as a special guest referee in 2023? makes I mean, Ricky Steamboat might be the, the, the most forgotten legendary wrestler of all time, uh, you know, because he was a perennial babyface. No one remembers, you know. It, People are anyway, he's, he's all over the place. He's been on NWA. He's been on MLW. It's not like he's a, he, he was in the the Ric Flair or, or the Ric Flair talks. He decided not to do it, but it's not like he's a special attraction anymore anyway. And it's, that's why I said, I also rush angles and stipulations. It's like these two barely have a grudge and a feud. I mean, it's just started and you're rushing straight to a stipulation with a special guest referee already. And it's on a night that's against SummerSlam. I mean, you couldn't do this during All In or All Out or or maybe an intermediate, uh, you know, a collision two weeks before that to build to something more that the uh, Ricky Starks goes brutal on Ricky Steamboat and so Punk, you know, wants a last man standing match against Ricky Starks at at All In or whatever the actual pay per view uh, AEW proper pay per view is. This I, I just I, listen. This segment was entertaining enough. It just it just boiled my britches on the on the illogical. Uh, Richter scale.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There was definitely some, some, I mean, there was a lot of wrong with this. I mean, yeah, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, Ricky Steamboat and the crowd went mild because nobody gives a shit. Like, what? what who cares that Ricky that Ricky Steamboat is coming back? Is, is anybody? You care, Chris. Was anybody... You
5: care. You're the one who cares because you love Ricky Steamboat. And Ricky Steamboat's know, the fairest man on earth, and he's going to call this right down the middle. It's the perfect choice.
4: And, and by the way, if Punk doesn't trust the referees that work for AEW to call it fair and square because he doesn't have enough influence in the back doesn't it say that you have more influence in the back that you got a special guest referee already booked for next week in a match that you just booked next week i mean obviously you have power in the back if you already offered the match in in the 7 days and you pre-booked the special guest referee and got that approved so don't tell me you don't have influence in the back about the referees when you've already done this this did not tell me when I'm telling
5: lies stop me when I'm telling lies <laughs> <laughs> no, he, we, we both said it. It made no sense, but it was entertaining. CM Punk is a master on the microphone. Yep. R- Ricky Stark says things that are funny, but he's still learning. Uh, so we got some entertainment there. And he didn't take the stick away from Shivani and walk away like everybody else does. So there you go. Uh, points best. for all the talent and no points for the people behind the curtain.
2: And his vest yep. was silly. Yeah. Yeah. No, i Basically all these points are correct. All right, we get a recap next of Cole and Max winning the blind tag team tournament. Um that's a thing that happened. Just remember. Uh next up we've got a trios match. Um, as the Guns and Juice Robinson face Vikingo Andretti and Darius Martin. Um, the new the new mega champion. Vikingo. <laughs> yeah He won what? it. He's the mega.
5: He's the Triple A mega champion. Champion de Triple I I don't know.
2: Right. So I'm just. I'm just, just trying,
5: trying cool. to talk about belts because we're.
2: Right, so we've, yeah. so we've already asked what exactly is the TNT championship. We had to have a whole conversation about that. Then, uh, two segments later, a man came out with a former world championship that he lost because he was injured for half a fucking year um, that he's decided now he's going to be defending against Ricky Starks while uh, Ricky Steamboat is the guest referee I guess they really needed to find somebody named Ricky to referee the the match with Ricky Um, (laughs) and now we've got a trios match where hey remember we've got trios titles that nobody cares about and nobody thinks about and earlier we had one of the trios champions come out without his belt so apparently it doesn't mean anything to him but in this trios championship there's a very very small Mexican man who has another championship from another company and we're going to talk about how he's the champion of that other company so everybody Mm -hmm. has a fucking belt
5: great and because aaron ben Shlomo has been asking about it he's keeps saying where's jay white where's jay white jay white was ringside in cardboard form yeah he was
2: he was there he was there i saw him i saw him
5: did did aaron watch the show probably not because he put like 50 sleeping emojis so he probably missed the part where jay white
3: was there didn't you see him yeah right and he was taller than the other jay white did you notice that
4: it's yeah, like Drax was a story. He can stay very still so that you can't see him. He becomes invisible <laughs> exactly. to you.
3: Exactly, exactly. Oh man, exactly. he was very much like Jay White, although at least he was laughing. his going bang. bang. No, you don't. It's great. <laughs> <clears throat>
2: Oh, All right. Aaron. Basically this match was just everybody was around beating each other up. Nobody cares about tagging the rules and the refs doesn't, doesn't care about the rules. Ian Ricabani calls it out and says the ref is having an extremely difficult time getting control of this match. That's hilarious, Ian. He wasn't <laughs> trying. Um <laughs> Vikingo yes, yes. has to fall down three times on his way to the corner because nobody there because nobody was there to cut him off. That was funny, haha. Not really funny, actually. It was pathetic. Learn how to fucking work, everybody. <laughs> um, the next spot was one where the heels are all standing around, staring at each other, huddled together like a bunch of quails. Before Vikingo is launched into the air to do a, to do a dive, it looked really impressive, and apparently it wasn't very effective. Because 45 seconds later, the Guns won with their finish. Um, The only good thing about this match was that they took out a cardboard cutout of Jay White and then posed with it twice. That was funny. Other than that, this was fucking nonsense. You
3: you know what annoyed me the most about this match, though, right? The fact that they were even bothering... At one point, I mean, the ref had totally lost control, like usually in AEW, right? But what was even more offensive to me was after they were all playing jumping castles... Right, I mean that's what they were doing. They were all jumping in the castle like little kids, just jumping, going boing, 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 boing. Yep. Might as well give them pogo sticks as well and pop the castle so they can still bounce around. Anyway, yeah, they give have the nerve. Any
2: ideas? Oh, that's that's somebody's right. next gimmick.
3: <laughs> a pogo on the pole match, <laughs> but no. But really, the you know what really offended me though, guys, the fact they had the decency to actually go back in their corners and ask for a fucking tag. <laughs> Yeah. like seriously what the hell man you 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 the whole match was no tags and then suddenly towards the end of the match we're having tags why? yeah okay listen on the nice side
4: vikingo does take off his ridiculously stupid Halloween match. that's good <laughs> that was uh, stupid man he like Phoenix before him. Does these eight point elaborate moves that end up in an arm drag, which is ridiculous. <laughs> then there was one time where instead of going for a tag, he does like like 17 flipping moves, turns around, steps over the guy he just escaped no, no. To, to to go a half a step to make a tag.
3: You, you know what that's just funny? The slip right. and slide that he does. You know when everyone just tosses him and he pretends there's water there and he just he does the slip and slide, like it's, literally. It I mean, drives me nuts. You only know reminds me of the, the
4: remember Oceans Eleven where they had the the acrobat the, the contortionist <laughs> that the, that like could do all he's like that he's like that that version of Oceans Eleven he does like just just tricks everyone watches it and and then mm. then it's then it's done he was also in Oceans Eight for those who are a, a little bit younger anyway the, the the one thing I liked about this match is that the cardboard cutout did tell me and I hope this is on purpose that Jay White is a the leader and b absolutely it's being illegal. carved out as the solo main event star out of this group because the thing that makes no sense about this faction it's been built as two tag teams which the, the guns have done before with and
3: with no jeff are they bullet club gold or the bang bang clan whatever the hell they are
4: yes um so uh anyway so jay white Needs to be established as a single star because you know there's been a big issue about how he was booked, and in the beginning, uh, you know, he was booked just like anyone else, and then the tag team matches came Which and they the were spectacular. But but he looks like a spectacular tag team wrestler, so it's time. And if that's what that cardboard cutout was supposed to do, if it was just a happy coincidence because it was something they thought was a yuck yuck, and that's the impression it gave me wrong. Yuck, yuck. Well, like hopefully they're listening to the show or others that notice the same thing because he needs to be. He needs to be set aside as the singles main event guy. Juice can be the the, the singles, you know, mid card guy, whatever that is. Um and then the guns are their tag team. But okay. But, but this match, as you said, this was nothing. It was it was a silly little match. As soon as you saw Vikingo, Darius, and Andretti, you knew who was losing. So, you know, the end.
2: Yeah, but who but what trios are they gonna get to go for the trios titles since they have they have somebody? I to got go it. Through. I got through. it. Wait, oh, and which world title? You know, they could just all four of them could go for separate versions of the world title since there's now two versions of the world title. They could just oh. split it and have well, four. There's or, three
3: technically if you, if you include uh Cesare
2: Costagnoli. Right, or we could do we could do a Quattro's title for them. Ah. So that would that would be cool and then we could have a Quattro's title in AEW. How about the
4: Baphomet title for the uh, five <laughs> person team? <together? laughs>
2: Fuck.
4: <laughs> You should have you should have the pentagram title. Uh, and The only person who uh, ever holds it is Penta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like he's trying to get four guys and he loses every time. That should be that should be long term story for five years. He his he's got like 17 different teams of five and they all lose they
3: the Penta title. Just... The Penta title. All right, I'm, I'm, oh boy. I'm, I'm,
4: I'm, get me Freddie Prince. We're restarting Chicago. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking Freddy Prince. Um, uh, all right, oh, Vet. Um, tell me. Am I am I wrong in my assessment here that the best worker of this entire match was actually a cardboard cutout of Jay White?
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, you took my gimmick. I was just gonna say that all this really uh went to uh went to show is that uh Jay White is the best worker and he doesn't even have to be there. <laughs>
2: Pretty fucking much. Uh Jay
3: Mignon, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Jay right. Mignon Jay Mignon, indeed.
2: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, well, next up, we have a singles match, which kind of surprised the hell out of me. So Mercedes Martinez and Kira Hogan? Uh, can
3: I just say quickly before you continue, Chris, who the fuck comes out and wrestles with freaking hair extensions like that? Lots of people. I, Kira Hogan. Yeah, yeah, Kira Hogan. And and to think that it was going to be comfortable wrestling like that. To me, it Young looked like it was annoying throughout the match. Yeah. I mean, pretty much
4: every female wrestler you can
2: think of. Yeah, uh, um, Wake up, Bills. What? What? I'm sorry. wasn't there Wasn't there heat between Kira Hogan and the office? Didn't wasn't she upset because Tony Khan shared her weed and then didn't resign her or something? Am I like Jesus crazy? Christ? That, did that happen? That was a
5: whole other human being.
0: Yes.
4: Yeah. She, yeah. She, she 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 does not like the mean girls, which is why she ended up on Collision. Good for her. I remember very well when she was. Everyone thought she was one of the best female wrestlers in the world at Impact, and when she came in, this will stay. And we watched the her wrestle. Division. Yeah. So anyway, listen. It, it, it's it, it, on one hand, I could say, "Geez, we've seen Mercedes Martinez exactly once in the last year in AEW. We've seen Ciara Hogan not since uh, the, the whole baddies thing." Um, so, but on the other hand. It's good to see them again on TV. I mean, if they're going to be here, they, they should wrestle. Um, as far as the match was concerned, I mean, I, I, I thought it was an okay women's match. There was nothing special it stunk, about it. stunk, Jeff. But, okay, well, it sort of stunk. But I, <laughs> I I sort of hated the ending of, you know, it was just to build an, an Insta title shot for one of these, I assume one of these pay-per-views, or, or, or maybe it's just for next week again to pretend that this collision show is going to be big against SummerSlam where, I mean, in all likelihood, it's going to lose half its audience to Summers. Oof.
3: It's going to be bad.
2: Yep, that's going to be a rough one. Um, I, I actually I, I had the complete opposite uh, reaction to this match than Jeff did, apparently. Um, I thought that they worked really hard, but the finish was the best part of this match. I liked that Martinez locked in a pretty cool-looking submission, wouldn't let go, and then powdered when Statlander ran down. But, you know, Statlander ran down to save her friend? I guess they're friends. Oh well, God, right, um, that's
4: the point. But why? Are they friends? Really? Are the they soft. friends? Hogan, that's what. I'm... Right. She, she was sort of a heel, but no, I, I didn't. I don't mean this is the end. So I, I just meant that it led to this title shot out of nowhere. And I you're not the. But go on. But but I I, I like you. I also like the double save.
2: Yeah. And then I, I, I liked that, you know, uh, Martinez looked like she was powdering out. She was like, oh, no, I don't want any. I don't want any. I'm good. I'm going to leave now. And then it's, and then, you know, Chris Statlander, who is apparently fucking stupid, um, you know, just thought, uh-huh. hey, you know, she saw me. She's going to leave now. She won't come back and try to attack me. I can safely turn my back on this woman who's clearly unhinged and trying to hurt people. And, leave her uh, as and nothing <laughs> will happen. Yeah. Jeez. And I'll just leave her my belt here. Uh, it didn't work out very well. And, um, yeah, I guess Martinez is going to have a shot at the TBS championship uh, moving forward. So, well, Chris, cool. Jimmy
3: Crack Corn, and, and <laughs> come on, boys.
2: I don't <laughs> care. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that Kira, is, is Kira Hogan a great women's worker?
5: Well, um, I didn't watch this match because <laughs> uh, I just didn't have the time. So,. <laughs> I skipped it, but I will kind of revert back to my, you know, review of um, Sky Blue's last match. Kira Hogan has a butt and that's (laughs) That's really all that needs to be said
3: about this. And her butt was over once upon a time.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: Still over to me. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Damn right. (laughs) Yeah but uh but yeah i've been i've been informed that apparently that that was not the same person who shared her weed with tony Khan. there's there's two different people no. so no no yeah. it is all right yeah, oh. yeah. apparently no apparently
5: that's a, you're talking about big swole i just assumed you were <laughs> I, doing a bit leave that in jimmy I, leave that I, in. I,
2: I, I i was doing a bit i'm continuing okay. the bit no, it okay. doesn't matter He's all right time the for bit. the main i'm not question. yes ending that i'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh shit no you just no butted me you just me. Uh, no butted me god buddies. damn it that's right
5: much like uh sky blue's butt or Kira hogan's butt hey oh. i got a booking. i got a booking for you guys what do you think about this yes. Kira hogan versus sky blue in a regular match
3: how about that what
5: why Ooh. can't we do a A butt on a, 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 but on a pole because their gear is broad panties what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know,
0: but...
3: where, where else does it go and they both have small uh, boobies. That's hmm? kind of true. Actually, speaking of boobies, all right, just did you a notice- panties match then. Okay. <laughs> well, did you notice Martinez like absolutely smacking her on her tits, man? No, Jimmy. Towards I didn't. the end of the match. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, I, I did. <laughs> 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 I didn't because I missed the whole thing. Brutal. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: Martinez sorry, was like, "If I make it swelled here, will it? Will these grow? Apparently, not."
4: All I right. mean, <laughs> okay. We know Martinez was just on the, the carcass there in Connecticut. And apparently, she's from someplace called Brass City, Connecticut.
3: Is it such a thing,
4: Brass I, I, City? I had never heard about it before, but apparently, it's under the bridge between New York and <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's like sort of like Jersey City, Jersey, that you know it's real, but
3: no one's ever <laughs> been there. Jersey City, Jersey. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
2: oh jeez! All right cool all right so uh back from break there's a video package that hypes up the main event for the tag championships and that is what we're getting ftr versus better than you baby can i ask a question and i i suppose the person who i want to ask is actually vet because he's going to have more of a in-depth answer to this and i already know that it's mostly a capitalist problem that we're seeing here What's with the apparent main eventers? And I mean, I get it if you're like a bottom of the card guy and nobody really gives a shit. What's with the apparent main eventers? Two guys who are, I'm guessing, in the very near future going to have a match for the world championship between the two of them. What's with guys at that level of the card continuing to wear their fucking t-shirts throughout a match? What, like, Am I the only one who gets totally fucking annoyed by that? um
5: probably not there's a couple of ways to look at it one way to look at it is that uh you know um adam cole's ashamed ashamed of his upper body
3: that's the (laughs) answer even
5: though in that case i would have suggested a long sleeve shirt but as we already established (laughs) it was quite hot in connecticut that night so (laughs) i can understand With
4: one of those Halloween muscle shirts underneath
5: it, right? You can't. Which, which is the same reason why he can't, you know, partake of any advice or you know, Florida water or B twelve <laughs> or climate change or anything else because it'd just be way too obvious now, and it's he's beyond the point of no return. So this is what we get. Um, for MJF, he could just have it, you know, as a as a body guy. Maybe he's having a day where he's just feeling fat, or maybe he's in there with solid. Di- <laughs> Solidarity with um, with uh, Adam Cole, like, well, if he's gonna wear a t shirt, uh, I'll wear a t shirt. It I'm could also, it could all, it could be that. It could also be on a deeper uh, level with these guys. It could just be a way of them signifying, like, like really beating the audience over the head with it. We're a team. This is our merchandise. We're going to wear this. Also, it could be a thing of this separates our tag team endeavor from our future singles match because this match isn't as important as that match so we're going to wear t-shirts in it like there's a bunch of layers to the psychology of why you would wear t-shirts possibly it's a combination of all those things that i said that everybody just said you know it's probably best we just wear the shirts um, and sell but- the shirts and sell you got to sell the shirts because they're not going to last forever you know so That's get awesome. them while we've made way too many of them or whatever the case may be even so though i hear I, time even, time. yeah even though i hear aws trouble keeping some merchant stock at their live events and whatnot so <laughs> really um, oh, wait, more yeah but wait there's more buy one <laughs> buy, <laughs> buy one t-shirt for forty dollars and you'll get oh. another one free get a replica moxley <laughs> rusty blade <Yeah. laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. Yeah, nobody wants that, though. But you know uh, what, Vet, You're right. It, you're spot on. It's definitely because of Adam Cole's fatness. Clearly, he's so fat that he needs to wear a singlet. But also the fact that, like you said, sell the shirts. But I think deep down it's because Cole is embarrassed and MJF is just doing him a favor.
2: It doesn't look good anyway when you've got your two main event guys wrestling in t-shirts like that's a that's a kevin owens gimmick and we get why kevin does it because ko is fat and he has man <laughs> man titties and he wants to cover him up and he still works great so hey it works for that guy but like a- mjf looks like adonis he looks like a greek marbling statue why the fuck is that guy wearing a t-shirt that's like one of the point like like i know the bodies aren't everything in pro wrestling but it's a big part of the of of the genre like you know, Jeff Lippman is on the show and I mean we've we've heard him go on and on and on about Bobby Lashley and how wonderful he looks and stuff. Like this is this is a big part of professional wrestling. So I don't know. If you're if you're main eventing and you're supposed to be the world champion, I just think it looks like shit. I, I think it looks awful, but <clears throat> anyway, it's one thing if you come out for a segment wearing your t-shirt, but to to do a whole main event match where you're apparently going for the the World Tag Team Championships wearing your fucking t-shirts? I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just old school. It looks like garbage. Um Also, speaking of singlets and what people are wearing, I have a really I have a I have a, a good idea. This is going to harken back to our last segment here, but I think we do Kira Hogan versus Sky Blue but we have, but we put them in those Saudi Arabia bodysuits. Be- <laughs>
3: yeah. No ass for anybody.
2: No, the whole burka. None.
3: No, oh, I'm, the burqa too. Yeah.
2: I am. I, I, I like, you want to talk I'll about heel, that. You want to talk about heel authority figures. <clears throat> that's what we're doing here. All right.
3: Mushallah to I see, that. I see, that's I see a Kira time. Hogan
2: versus, <laughs> I see Kira Hogan versus, uh, versus Sky Blue on the sheet. No, change that. No, we're good. That that's fine. We can keep. The, we can have them work. We'll give them fifteen minutes. By the way, put, put them in one of those Saudi Arabia bag <laughs> bags. Well, as Hattie LaBelle uh, would
4: say, Moco chocolate, yaya. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so let's get into this match. <laughs> FTR focusing on power and striking. Cole and Max attacking with quickness and throwing in some fun.
3: <laughs> Thanks, and, and I just want to say. Shout out to Jerome, man, and I just want to say condolences to you from all of us here, man, about your mother passing away, bro. Yeah, sorry, man. Just wanted to put that out there, man.
2: Absolutely brutal, brother. Thanks for being here. Hopefully, we can take your mind off of things for the most part, other than the fact that Jimmy just brought it up on air and is talking about it right now, and we're currently talking about it. (laughs) Other than that, hopefully, we can hopefully we can distract you a little bit uh, today. We love you, Jerome. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I. uh, I hope you're doing good. but Yeah. All right. You, you so there is no wrong time, Elizabeth.
4: <laughs> yes, there is no right time.
2: <laughs> that's right. All right. So FTR focusing on power and striking. Cole and Max attacking. Wait,
4: wait, I quickness. have something, Chris. I, have something. I have to... The
2: PwC is perennially wrong channel. So from... there is no right yeah, time. Yeah, perennially wrong channel. Well, that's well, fine. We're, but we're on, on HMG right now. right now. Exactly. We're on HMG it's and an
3: channelattitude.com.
5: God
2: <laughs> yeah. damn it. Don't, don't bury uh,
3: our invasion angle. God damn it,
2: Jeff.
5: <laughs> the angle that never ends. I'm, I would I, I would be the Hogan in
2: this, I guess. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get back to the fucking match. Okay. The match. I've, I've tried to do that three times now. Dash Jackson uh, takes over the match, <laughs> healing a bit during the, during the break. Uh, the crowd... They're really into this team of Max and Cole, even even as Freeman's cheating. The crowd is still continuing to support him. They're they're happy. They love the eye pokes now. The eye pokes are fucking awesome. Um, FTR go for the double clothesline. That got some good heat. Uh, the crowd did not want to see the double clothesline from those guys. Uh, it allows Cole to get the hot tag after they've worked over Max quite a bit. He fires up pretty solidly, including a lung blower for a two count. Um they run a few near fall spots, including a super kick to the back of the head into a tombstone from MJF, and the power and glory from from FTR. Neither of those got a three count. Um, Dax allows Cole to tag MJF in so that the two of them can exchange, uh, which they do pretty well. I actually like the way that they work together. They seem pretty smooth. They were they were working pretty well off of each other. The finish is relatively clever here, as uh, Cole is being set up for the Shatter Machine, but MJF pushes him out of the way so that he can sacrifice himself for it. Uh, but he winds up getting rolled up and pinned uh, by FTR for the win. Um, yeah, I will talk about the. Uh, we'll talk about the aftermath of this after we talk about the match. But uh, let's go to Jeff first. Jeff, what were your thoughts on this wrestling match before we get into uh, the post-match stuff?
4: Um, I'm going to start with something positive. I, I I enjoyed this match. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. I think that they took too much time on the haha and building up to the match. There there wasn't there wasn't enough time for as much time as they spent on the sort the, the delay tactics and and all of that. Um, they I would say they did the looking at each other and yelling double clothesline too too many times like that that should be they should only do that once maybe twice but it just felt like every five minutes they were saying double clotheslines and and the match took about 25 20 minutes so i mean that that was was
3: like power rangers
4: yeah a little bit
3: it's morphin time Um, (laughs) seriously
4: but I thought it was very interesting that FTR was definitely the heels in this match, and so they saw it working that, that way. And Cash, who I like better than Dax, even though that seems to be an unpopular opinion in the world, uh, Cash was yelling at the crowd. He was yelling into the camera. He was talking like a he heel. And by the way, Cash slowly... I mean, he's always been a stocky guy with good musculature. He's getting fed, car- bro. No, he's carving oh, himself up. He's carving himself up. You're completely wrong, dude.
2: He... like. Like, yeah, you could, you could, you could see the six-pack through all the fucking hair on his on his. Stomach. Jimmy, you have terrible <laughs> taste, <you>. man.
0: <laughs>
3: Get out of here! I'm a Johnny TV guy, Jeff. Remember? <laughs> well, uh, that's true. You, you
4: I, I'm, I'm the listen. That, but that that one's a softball. It's 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 the more oh. subtle things that you have trouble with. But I thought the match was really good. And that, and listen, everyone was expecting a turn. The question was. Is is it what we think MJF is going to be the devil, or we get surprises? Adam Cole going to be the the jerk again, and what role will Roderick Strong play in it? That that's what everyone was talking about. None of that happened. MJF was we'll talk about, about the post-match. we'll talk
2: about the post match afterwards. I'm asking oh, well, you
4: about the you, match. You were asking me about that. It was well, how the match ended. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed the match. So I, I'll leave everything else for the rest. I thought the psychology was good. I thought the show was fun. The crowd was really into it, and FTR really. Show th- that they knew what was going on in the crowd, and like punk, they know when to play heel and when to play face, even though they're supposed to be faces. I just find it strange that the three guys that the show is built around as the top faces are the top, are, are almost like the top heels. Dumb, yeah. They're, well, th- the again, crowd. they can't control the
2: crowd. Again, this is the thing with the AEW audience right now, it's so like. Like there's separation in like within wrestling between like oh you're you know, there's the you're you're either an AEW mark or you're a WWE shill or whatever, right? But then even within AEW now there's this big separation between like, you know, if you're the guys who are showing up to watch, you know, uh you know, the California connection or whatever the fuck the elite are calling themselves. The Rosita,
3: um, the Rosita connection.
2: Yeah, if you're, if you're them motherfuckers, then, you know, if you're showing up for them, then you're booing punk, right? And if you're showing up for punk, then you're booing the elite. And it's like, you know, the, no matter what they do, they're going to have this problem where there's, where there's this issue happening where half the crowd love you, half the crowd hate you because they're not actually running the fucking program that they ought to. And if they would just run a fucking program for three months between these two sides, get it out of the way – then people would know who to cheer for and who to boo, and we could actually move forward with business. But as is, we're kind of stuck in this place where nobody's getting fucking the proper work done. And I mean, yeah, listen, you've got a split crowd for FTR. You've got a split crowd for CM Punk. People are still reacting. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it could be so much better if they would just run a fucking program against the elite already. Anyway, that's my soapbox. Uh, Jimmy, we'll go with you next, and then we'll uh, we'll ask that his opinion on the match afterwards
3: well i didn't mind the match right but it was definitely not as good as the the tactic match we had on collision what what was it two weeks ago nowhere near on that level it It just wasn't well i don't know with these four guys you'd think they they wanted to do a a banger like as they all say but yeah look i'm confused though as much as i do love this cole mjf thing right and it is like a dumb bromance in, in many ways. I I just don't understand. Like a few weeks ago, he was the devil, right? Where's all my devil is at, right? And now what is he, a saint? I mean... He's,
4: just, he's happy to have a friend.
3: Oh, come on, man.
4: It's like the Golden I mean, Girls song. He finally has a friend.
3: <laughs> yeah, but... And, and Cash Cashton and Dax Daxton, right? <laughs> First of all, Dax Daxton. Wait, have I got that one right? Who's Dax Daxton? It's the other one, right? Not Bald. Cash Cash. You can oh, mix okay. and
5: match. Any of them are correct.
3: Yeah, It doesn't matter at this point. The, 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 the bold Bolden.
5: If that's what you're talking
3: about. Well, Dash Daxton <laughs> actually has the better abs than Cash Cashton. No, Cash. I'm just saying.
0: Okay, never mind. Go ahead.
3: No. <laughs> it no, but really. It. All right, look. Cash Wheeler and subtract, Hardwood. You Hardwood, whatever his last name is, right? It's hard. I don't know where you hard, guys. Hardwood, uh,
2: not hardwood.
3: Whatever, he's got a hard stomach, in Doesn't my opinion. Even. Never right?
4: correct us on anything about Suzuki's <laughs> song lyrics again, okay? We don't even know the <laughs> I know their names, dude. I'm up.
3: fucking with you guys for crying out loud. God, I don't want to fucking
4: with me. I'm strange. Dash seasoning. <laughs> All right. So the yeah. Ball Dash
3: bad. seasoning. No, the, the season. bald guy, right? The bald guy just needs to shut the fuck up. I've said this for at least a year now. I agree. Right. He just needs to shut up. I feel bad for his partner at this point. I mean, if if he keeps just blah, 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 blah. I mean, seriously, it's going to fuck him up in the long run, in my opinion. But these guys, they're just so full of themselves, man. Especially that bald guy. He needs to just chill out, man. But the match, yeah, it was fine. It was cool. But um, I don't know, man. I, I'm just confused. I'm left scratching my head. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Like, I just don't know. About?
4: What, what 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 are you wondering about? Well
3: who's the heels, who's the faces? I know if FTR last week were baby faces. This week their heels on dynamite, their faces. I have no idea who's who. I don't even know who Dash Dash Dashton is or Cash Cashton. It doesn't matter
2: to me. mean, it doesn't matter. Heels and faces, oh. that's such a that's such a played out thing in professional Tired wrestling. We don't true. really yeah it's a tired trope we don't need that that's like that went passe along with saying your prayers and taking your vitamins that was come on now that's been and asking people what they want to talk one. about and jimmy just say oh yeah that too,
4: right. and mullet or say mustache oh, true, mullet. mullet no no it's dash
3: dashed in and cash cashed in all right well, it's that's what it is it's plain and simple it's not ftr it's uh c and d that's it you know what i mean they're a cd <laughs> yeah should be that no but really i, I i'm just lost confused uh, i don't care if this match was a 10 10 out of 10 star match rating yeah or who's who I, that's all i want to know i i don't i'm still confused who's cash cashton who's dax daxton who's the devil and who's the fat shit
2: it's not really. It's it's no, almost, really. I, it's, it's I almost as if you're suggesting, Jimmy, that it's important in professional wrestling that we have antagonists and protagonists. Is it's, it? It's, it's almost could have like fooled that, me. You could have fooled uh, me. I
3: have no idea. Vet, please vet explain.
2: Just going I was just gonna go to you. Yes. Um.
5: All right, so there's an interesting that Jimmy is bringing up that point. It's interesting that Zayn Vicious says they should have took the time to establish faces and heels. Here's the thing. These guys have established who they are already. And what comes out of that is the entertaining part of the match. How do these elements interact? Are they combustible? Will you have basically two heel teams here? And what what kind of a match can you get from that, right? So the whole way up to this match, MJF and Adam Cole, besides doing the goofy skits and everything they've been doing, but the actual matches that they've had in the Eliminator tournament have all been like house show wrestling, a lot of walk and talk and, you know, th- this this kind of thing. And this kind of match, was it seemed like it wanted to be a little bit more of that. Um, FTR call themselves the best tag team in the world. I'm quite sure they believe it um and the problem I'm with sorry. that is nobody's going to like it b- they might even be right just by process of elimination like and there I are no tag teams right. there are no good there are no good tag teams tag team wrestling is a dying art they don't even know how to do the things that they're trying to do 100 percent correctly they're just watching old stuff and trying to copy it not knowing That's why it worked on. that it worked in the that spot it bought on when it the the era that it worked in and the people that was coming from it's just it's just a a a copy so
3: it's a parody straight up
5: it's not even a parody they think they're doing it right and they're just (laughs) not quite getting it because they didn't come from that world they love that world they are nostalgic for that world but they're too young to have even been part of that world so (laughs) they're not quite getting it right but in any case now because they are who they are like any other tag team like even if it is cole and mjf they kind of have to defer to ftr and the kind of match they want to put together and you're going to get a clash when you do that like even if you look at the matches they had with the bullet club gold you could see that there's like a little bit of times in there where jay and dax daxon or whoever (laughs) are like having a little bit of a a real-time disagreement about what needs to happen in the match like if you know what you're seeing you're seeing that so i'm quite sure that mjf and cole probably had an idea what they wanted to do ftr had an idea what they wanted to do and even though i'm sure all these guys get along um sometimes it just doesn't come across like it's not magic right you should have had a good opportunity to take Two heels who are pretending that they're babyfaces, or at least one heel and one babyface, you know, acting like babyfaces. And then you have FTR who are normally babyfaces, but they're playing the heel role in the situation. You have the the makings of a real interesting uh, conflict here, because (laughs) there's so many role reversals and so many spots you can do with, like, you know, like oh, let's let's try to play this fair. Oh no, now we're cheating. Oh now we're cheating. And like, there's so many different ways to go about that. They didn't really do any of that. They just kind of had a decent match, like that's what they did. And even within the decent match, like they had the skeleton of a decent match. They had the the, the skeleton of it, but on the on the the skin of it, you're seeing all these blemishes like. Them bumping and feeding for adam cole clotheslines right <laughs> you ain't knocking nobody down with those arms brother i'm sorry <laughs> and that's one of the reasons that adam cole is dead to me or these so these wow. so-called the so-called genius genius <laughs> best tag team in the world specialists at one point one of them t- i forget which dash dash or cash cash and <laughs> one of them tagged the other one when he was like draped over the middle rope half in and half out of the ring and he just like tags him on the back like that's not a tag. That's not a legal tag. You're halfway in the fucking ring already.
1: But, 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 so so it. much
5: so much for being the best tag team in the world. You don't even know how to fucking tag. You know, there's little things like that that like really annoy me when I'm watching it. And even though in the totality of it, I guess okay, I guess they they kind of had a decent match. It was semi entertaining, and they kind of did what they wanted to do. But it's those little things that keep it from being great. Um, and it keeps me from recognizing FTR as the greatest tag team in the world, or whatever. It's, they keep doing things like that, Jimmy. What are hey, well, you, trying and to you know say? what's
3: crazy? You know what's crazy? They, like you said, they truly believe they are the best tag team in the world, and they, they truly believe. They are
2: the believe... best tag team in the world.
3: I don't think they are. Who's
2: I don't better think... than them? I think the, the Usos. I
3: think are the Usos better. are way better than them, in my opinion. Right? Look, man. First of all, they don't get this shit right. They said in in on this exact show that. They hate MJF, but wasn't it long ago that they teamed up with MJF? I'm talking about maybe about two no, to three they, months they ago. They broke
4: up since, and then that was no, no. Clear. no hold they on, hold on. No, they didn't. Yes, they the did. The Pinnacle broke
3: you. up. The Pinnacle broke up, but they tagged way after the Pinnacle I, I'm broke up.
4: You, they they tagged once, but they actually came in to rescue Wardlow once, and they actually teamed with Wardlow and Sean Spears against. MJF. They said
3: the they had no problem with MJF initially, not that long ago. That, that came out of their mouth.
4: Yeah, well, that was their that was their bad piece. on TV. They they put them in two angles to make it clear they were they were part of Team Face.
3: Oh, team Face. Well, team Face. Team. <laughs>
4: well,
3: what are they? I, I, uh, I, I, Hills, that's what I wanted to add. What? One thing of
4: substance is that there were three times where Dax pulled on the tights and Ian Riccaboni tried to cover it. The first time, saying he didn't pull the tights, he's just positioning his hands. But then Dax did a <laughs> second time and the third time he's nuts. Match no the pull the tights
5: whenever what's we you with the nuts how do
4: wrestlers pull tights to win matches with the nuts no um I'm trying to... stop oh, they should just stop, just stop it stop it stop i am stop stopped i've right. stopped Good. um so the third he I just gave up he stopped trying to cover for the fact that dax was actually cheating a little bit and and that's okay because they were the heels in this match
2: all right yeah, well they should hey. be
3: wearing heels in this match in my opinion
2: well hey uh the second best tag team in the world terrible place to be in uh awful awful wrestlers mjf at at the end of this uh he's angry at himself for blowing the match cole talks him up he says no you're the world champion you know it's okay you know we we took a loss but it's all right you know we're still we're still good we're friends and everything's good everything's fine etc etc um we're not talking about what who did what on whose podcast we're not doing that see that's the problem chris
3: no one's listening to the damn podcast. So how's everyone else supposed to know?
2: Yeah. All right. It doesn't matter. Um. <clears throat> anyway, it looks like Max is setting up like he's going to hit Cole with the title. Uh, and then Cole apparently knows that that's happening behind him without looking behind him. And he, he just pulls his hands out and he says, listen, you do what you got to do, Max. And then he turns around and Max oh, has Jesus. dropped the title. And, uh, and they, they, they have a hug. They have a hug. And the two stand around a lot before the show goes off the air it seems to me like this they were like 45 seconds early with the finish or something because they just stood around for 45 seconds after and they, they had a hug.
4: overrun so the, 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 they the, did it actually didn't stop until 1001 uh, and so they, they were actually standing around doing nothing
2: for no reason for exactly <sighs> no reason God sounds damn good
3: at Dex Dexton. And ca- well, what?
2: In. All right. So the, the 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 blind eliminator tag team tournament thing is now over, and they didn't they didn't win. So where is this going, uh, Vet? <laughs> where where does this tag team go now? Are they going to have their their rematch right away, or are they going to have have a, a month or two of uh, of teaming up together, and then they'll have problems with each other?
5: You no, know, teaming's done. Um, They'll just build up to the singles match. Um, I didn't like this because it really just didn't make any sense. Like, everybody... The only reason that he even threatened to hit Cole is just because that's what everybody's expecting to happen. So they acknowledged it. But if you don't actually do it, then what the hell was the point of threatening to do it? A crisis of conscience? Stop it. Just... Like if you if you want if you want to tell your story just tell your story confidently, like just say they're friends. The only way that either one of these guys get out without looking stupid is if they both try to turn on each other at the same time and it doesn't work <laughs> and we're back to square one. Otherwise, somebody's going to end up looking like an extremely stupid person. Um, so now that they've missed this chance to do it where they could have done it here they could have done that very thing here there's really no reason to do anything until they just have the match and then you know they can it's like try to do the story of well we're friends and we're having a wrestling match and let's have a good wrestling contest and either that can get heated within the match and turn to them trying to kill each other and they can turn on each other throughout the match which is probably the other best way to go about it um but um i don't think we'll see them as just continuing to be a tag team could be wrong you know I, i'm trying to think about this logically so i'm almost definitely wrong
3: Gives yeah, you a headache. Do trying to think man yeah I,
4: I think you are wrong and i think it's because this has actually worked out better than they thought it would be people are interested and i've never been an adam cole fan and i probably never will be and i and i thought it funny that the guy who looks like jesus emaciated like jesus did the full arms outstretched willing to sacrifice himself uh, like Jesus, the same guy who got crucified a couple of years ago on Easter. But anyway, um, the the if a, a wrestling angle should make me want to tune in to see what happens next, and I am interested to see what happens next with these guys. And yes, it's probably going to lead to a title match, and MJF is going to have to turn there. And the difference is is because. Triple B, what he truly loves, is on the line. He loves nothing. As much as he actually really f- fell in love with Adam Cole as a friend, bromance. Th- stop, Jimmy. Stop. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> of the
3: summer, by the way.
4: summer A uh, summer fling that that his real love is himself and Triple B and being the champion. And and if that's the story, and I think it is, that's what it should be, and that's fine. That, 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 that's cool. So do I want to continue to see what's happening despite not giving a damn about Adam Cole and knowing that Roderick Strong may be involved in this and knowing worse that, Ugh. that Kyle O'Reilly might be recovering enough to be on TV in a, in some sort of role and having to see those two charisma vacuums being involved in this <laughs> and somehow and still being like, all right, I'm okay with seeing what happens next. I want to see what happens next. That's a successful wrestling story. There's been plenty of stuff during the bloodline, which has been dopey and dumb, but I've always said I'm interested in seeing what happens next in the story. And, and so I'm going to be consistent with it myself. Was this perfect? No. Was it elongated? Yes. Was it the greatest match? No, but it wasn't supposed to be the greatest match. It was supposed to be the, can they coexist? And surprise, surprise, they could, but they still were not able to beat the best team in the world, which was sort of what we were talking about on Smack Attack, where we don't like it in WWE with the women's titles. And granted, the titles were on the line this time. They weren't there. I I, I know that the difference is significant, but still... It, it, it's, it's as it should be two of the greatest singles wrestlers in the company couldn't beat the best tag team specialist. It's all fine. So I, I, listen, I, I thought that this match was plenty entertaining and that's all it's supposed to do on a TV match: is entertain me. And it did.
2: Great, Jimmy. Um, one thing that I noticed that I was sort of chuckling at myself, uh, at the, at the end here, when, when Adam Cole was, was sort of, you know, he was telling, uh, mjf hey you know it's okay it's okay you know we you know we we tried etc um i kept thinking fuck man i I, everybody hated this idea when it came out vince mcmahon was right adam cole would be great as somebody's manager like he, he really (laughs) like it really came across as like adam cole would be a good manager he really would be a great fit as a manager considering that you know you know his look right like you know, vet sort of alluded to this, but I have heard I have heard this apparently is a real thing that happened. So MJF or not MJF, I'm sorry, Adam Cole, he, he slapped a mosquito last week. There was there was a problem with mosquitoes. He slapped a mosquito and the mosquito just said harder daddy. So <laughs> Jimmy
3: <laughs> What can what can I say to that? No, but really it's funny because now that I think about it and now that you mention it he, he would be a great manager as a matter of fact wouldn't it be good to be that antagonizing sort of uh piece of shit manager for mjf as a heels as a heel thing right i mean why not and if he's if he's not going to get into shape look i don't know what's going on exactly with adam cole i don't know if it's concussions i don't know if there's something wrong with him physically per se but is he hitting the gym like it doesn't look like he is his arms are becoming twigs every week. Like they're getting even more thinner as we speak. It doesn't look like he's putting any effort in whatsoever. So I don't know if that's technically a physical problem or he just he's lazy. I mean, he has the AIDS. <laughs> he has the AIDS. Well, whatever it is. Good luck to um to what's her name? Uh, what's her name again? Uh, the DMD, the dentist. I mean, come yeah, on yeah. now who's, 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 which we haven't discussed yet, but that's a whole different issue about the women's division and all the cliques that are forming over there, Team DMD or Team WWE, if you want to call it that. But yeah, I mean, I, I know it's Britt Baker, and thank you. But um, I, I'm just, I don't know what you do with Adam Cole at this point. I mean, this whole thing between himself and MJF was clearly to get Adam Cole over, I think, anyway. That's 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 what I think. That's my opinion about it. And it did and it's work. him over as
2: a character. Right, but he's still it wrestling did. in a fucking t-shirt.
3: But yeah, there's your problem. And now what? Like, what do we go with this? Where do we go with Adam Cole? We're we gonna have a match, and what big deal? I feel like we're leading to a uh, to a matchup between Strong and uh, what's his name? Ugh, God, I don't even know why I've gone blank. The Canadian dude that's out injured right now.
2: Oh, Kyle O'Reilly.
3: Kyle O'Reilly, I think them two are going to be together. And maybe we get one more match between MJF and Adam Cole and them two. Who knows, man. But at this point, you cares. I mean, this was very fast-tracked. I just felt like it was very quick. They could have held on a little longer with this instead of going for the tag team championships just yet. But I guess they'd like to blow their load pretty fast. But as far as Adam Cole, heck, I wouldn't be mad if he was a manager
2: yeah i really think he'd be better off um and listen you could do a lot of really entertaining things with him as a manager and him and mjf as a as a team like with with cole as a manager would be great and you could keep this run going for a long long time i just man him as a world champion threat i don't i don't see it at all anyway let's talk about grades ladies or ladies and gentlemen um I said that this was the best wrestling show of the week, and I am going to grade it as such, but that does not mean that it is going to get a very good grade. I am giving this a C overall. Uh, There was a bunch of stuff on here that I really liked, but there was a bunch of stuff on here that I really didn't like, and the consistent thing that I've liked about collision that I've talked about every single week is that it feels different from the rest of AEW. The referees generally on collision are telling the people, get the fuck out of the ring. They're counting to five and you, you feel like there's a real threat there that if they get to five, they'll call a a disqualification. They'll actually call you. Um, You know, it it seems like that for the most part and this week it didn't Um, you know, it just felt like it was a lot more of that, like I said, a bit of a Tony Khan creeping in sort of to the to the collision. And I did not like that about this episode, although I still really, really loved the announced team. And um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my highlight of the night. Probably Jay White, so that should tell you everything that you should know about uh, about how good wrestling was this week for me. Uh, gets a C grade, which is just barely over the C- minus that uh, that SmackDown got from me this week. Um, let's go to Jimmy first.
3: God damn it, man. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe a C+. I'll say a C+, because I did enjoy the first match, even though it was a shitstorm in many ways, right, but a fun shitstorm, I mean, it lived up to the name Collision, right, it was definitely a collision, and a wreckage at the same time, Um, the main event was just, I don't know, man, Uh, I enjoyed it, but like I said, I was left pretty, like, scratching my head by the end of it, and um, there was one more decent match, other than that, it was about three matches that were okay, the first one was the best by far, Punk. Darby and Sonoro is probably... Oh yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Sinjushi that. Or whatever the fuck that guy said. <laughs> Sinjushi. But like uh, Zayn Vicious says, MGF needed a contender, and the problem is we had one in CM Punk with his X Championship. I forgot to mention also, the fact that he crossed out the E in Elite is uh, very interesting in my opinion. I think that was done for a reason, not just because he's straight edge. But... um yeah we've got a contender we didn't get mjf coming out to it to say anything so other than that yeah it was a c for me all right jeff
4: give us your grade all right i gave smackdown i think a c plus i enjoyed this two hours more than smackdown um i definitely i mean everybody heard me the last two hours there's plenty of tony creep in here and Plenty of illogical inconsistencies that bothered me. I nitpicked quite a bit. That's what I do. Some of the nits were larger than others, but that's what I do. But I still enjoyed the two hours. So I'm giving this a tenuous and a worried for the future
2: B-minus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, this is definitely the one where you give your, your student the B-minus, and you're like, man, you're better than this. Like, you're actually better than this. Are you getting into drugs because, like – you know, your work was still passable, but uh, not not as good as I'm expecting. Uh, I'm trying but, to
4: trade shows against
2: other wrestling shows that week. So, yeah, uh, that's my methodology. If it
4: doesn't, if I don't seem inconsistent.
2: Uh, no, that's 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 been my methodology, too, is I'm grading it against every other show in the week, which is exactly why I said, like, it was a little better than SmackDown, but a little better than SmackDown. Yeah. You know, SmackDown, C-minus, C-, gets Same. a C. Um, Same. Same lo mismo hermano all right vet what was your grade for this show
5: it's gonna be a c for me dog i liked exactly one match on this show and i was mildly disappointed by everything else but not enough to drag it down any further
2: yeah that's pretty much how i felt about the night too all right well uh let's let's go ahead and do plugs and we'll get the hell out of here let's go with uh jimmy t first jimmy where can the people find you
3: well, you can find me at on Twitter or X, whatever the hell it's called these days, at DJ Mass Effects. And you can also follow us at the PwC network. Like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of pro wrestling. Also check out Stevie Richard's um, analysis on wrestling, which is pretty great, man. I mean, I was watching a few episodes, that was pretty cool. The way he does it, no one no one else does it better than Stevie right now, man. And go check him out and also at humbymediagroup.podbean.com where you can find our affiliate shows and at the where you can find all our other shows and that's about it for me
2: all right thank you jeff where can the people find you okay
4: every place jimmy just said you're probably gonna find me also um except on x and you can send me an exagram or <laughs> a spell md and kindly follow i'll follow back if you look like you're a real person which is great um my non-wrestling shows include garden of doom and garden views both on the pwc and here on the hmg and uh dropped some really cool shows recently and have some ones lined up the show i dropped yesterday is on the myths of antarctica and uh some commentary on the recent ufo disclosure with bruce fenton and this show is doing like it's like increasing that three times normal speed so um people seem to dig it and so uh, and bruce is a fairly well-known ufologist so check out that show if you if you've never dived into the garden before maybe this is a good week to do so and on tuesday the garden views is going to be with the guy who builds robots and if you hate government he moved from california to texas um so there you go you got everything you want um but builds robots with ai so everything you should fear um
2: I was going to make that a Garden of Doom, but they've edited uh, it as a Garden of Doom, so there you have it. All right, cool. Uh, Jimmy, uh, before I go to Vet for plugs, can you please highlight Retro Rocket Reviews' last uh, comment? And, uh, Vet, where can the people find you? Do you have opinions?
5: Oh, well, I have them, uh, but they don't just come flowing out of me unsolicited. It takes us something like this where people are asking me what I think. But, anyways, you could find me everywhere. Uh, at Opinion Haver, and you can find me everywhere all over HMG. It's actually ridiculous. Had I been on the SmackDown review with you guys yesterday, I would have completed a six pack challenge. I don't think anybody's ever done that in the history of the HMG just because nobody's ever had this many shows on this channel at this one time. But from Monday Locker Room, Impact Attack, Next Level Wrestling Review, Light the Fuse, and now Wreckage. That's a Penta title. That's worth a Penta title. Right? So Maybe <laughs> yeah. I can be the one guy that can beat Penta for that title uh, this week. And then maybe one week um, I'll get the six. And maybe I'll make it lucky seven if Ben invites me to the Friday locker room. So, But anyway, yeah, you, you don't need to know where you can find me. You need to know where you can get away from me is, is more like <laughs> it. So that's it from me, guys
2: absolutely well all right you can find me on twitter i'm at chrisams one you can go there to listen to you can go there to hear all the things i have to say about professional wrestling politics and whatever the hell hell else comes to my mind um you can also find me as jimmy and jeff both said on the pwc network right here on hmg and channelattitude.com um yeah you can also find me around the lake on in in the lake of the woods although please don't come and find me because it'll be weird if you come and try to find me on the lake while i'm up here um
4: movie the lake on the woods
2: yeah the lake of the woods it's very creepy um all right but yeah thank you to the uh thank you to the chat you guys were awesome as always uh thank you very much uh for jimmy for jeff for the vet i've been chris ams you've been a wonderful audience thank you Bye bye Olay.
4: Peace. able my friends